Download the app, Bet Big, Win Bigger. And I got to tell you, I really like the sound of that. And with WinBet, it's just that easy. WinBet has what you need to win. So if you're from Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, or right here in Virginia, sign up today to receive this special offer. New users can take advantage of WinBet's bet $50 to win $200. Just bet $50 and win $200 in free bets. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com. Download the app, bet big, and win bigger. Let's get after it. Terms and conditions apply. Must be 21 or older and present in a state where win bet is available. Gambling problem? In Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. In Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, and Virginia, call 1-800-GAMBLER. And in Michigan, 1-800-270-7117. Tennessee, y'all too. 1-800-889-9789. Welcome to the Greenlight Podcast. We were rocking and rolling into week two. We had a comeback-filled Sunday. God's team won, and the bets are hitting. We've got Chris, Kyle, and Macon to recap all of Sunday's action, talk about the impacts of certain games, review some player matchups, and Chris, Kyle, and Macon are going to reveal who they think are America's favorite teams. We also have the Athletics' Nicole Auerbach, friend of the podcast. She is going to talk college football. She's going to recap week three, go through her top 10, and talk about the impact of some of Saturday's games. Y'all enjoy. Welcome to the pod, guys. We uh, we got a full slate of games to talk about. I love I love week two even more than I love week one. We're in a groove now. Like this is, I feel so energized. No Vegas for me and Reed. We got a good night's sleep, full of energy. I'm joined by Making Gunner and Kyle Long, uh, these two studs to my right. I want to shout out. Another, Hello. Yeah. <laughs> Anywhere. Lawton, Oklahoma. Why? A home of Chip Banks. Okay. Is that the guy that... We'll get to it. Yeah, we'll get to it. Uh, Steve Paul Gleason. Alexander. I want to shout out Steve Gleason, who's another stud, a uh, friend of ours. Uh, he had to go to the hospital this weekend, uh, and he was just discharged. So shout out to Steve. Hope you're at home with your beautiful family. Um, and, uh, you know, that's why the Saints lost yesterday. Steve couldn't watch the game. You know, they'll get that handled. Uh, layup line today is going to be Del McCory. Now, if you know Del McCory, we've shouted out Del McCory on this pod before. He's a legend in Appalachia, Appalachia, Appalachia. How do you like? How do you? Uh, does anybody say Appalachia? The Appalachian region. Yeah. People who read it for the first time say Appalachia. Appalachia. Yeah. Uh, the, it's Appalachia. He's a legend in that region. He's from Deep Gap, North Carolina, which, by my calculations, must be 15, 20 minutes east of Boone, North Carolina, the number one place that I wish I was as I sat there with the kids Saturday night. Uh, Meg left town for the weekend. And if she didn't, I would have drove to Boone. I had it map-quested and everything. Yeah, I still use the verb map-quested. 
Luke um, Combs was there. I saw him there. I know and, you were excited. And, and I saw on social, he was like, hey, man, just a great Saturday. He was like in a hotel room, and he turned, and then it was Boone, North Carolina, and all of its beauty behind him. It's With gorgeous. all the people, like game day, it was great. It's gorgeous. Like, th this was a huge win for Boone, like huge win for App State, right? They, you know, game day, because there's no good games. It was a terrible slate. So Boone inherits a game day, and they make the most of it with a fucking Hail Mary, my favorite thing in the world, uh, short of the goal line, uh, a great way to beat Troy, and they're officially, in my book, America's team. So I was sitting there Saturday um, when it hit me. This is the closest uh, in the 2022 football season we've had to an America's team. So I started jotting down my top five America's teams in America, and we'll do this every Monday. I like it. Yeah, dude, I've got, I feel like it's got legs. That's good stuff. We Hey, get it while we can, you know, this whole America thing. Um, but yeah, like, number one, I'm going App State. They are America's team. Uh, number two, we got the Detroit Lions uh, at two. They've, they've, been, they've been knocking at the doorstep, a manufacturing city that the backbone of America. Dan Campbell is an American football coach. Uh, Jared Goff is a is a, an like, American quarterback. He's an American quarterback. There's a lot of Americans on the team, you know, and we love second chances in America. They just needed Vegas to believe in them. Yes, dude. Well, honestly, here's the fucked up part: they were they were favored for a while for the first time in eons, and then by game time, it moved to a pick. No, yeah. So even America's not behind America's <laughs> team, and we love an underdog story, dude. So I'm going Lions number two, and number three, the Buffalo Bills. You know, uh, the Bills feel like, you know, they're, they're red, white, and blue. Uh, we love, uh, show me somebody who doesn't like the Bills, that doesn't live in Boston. And, and I'll show you um, a foreigner because they are, they are a fixture in America's teams, America's team rankings. Dildos. Dildos. Buffalo Bills and dildos. Bildos. Like America and apple pie. Chicken wings. Chicken wings, tables. You know, what's more American than hurting yourself doing stupid shit at a football game? Yeah. After overeating. Yeah, dude. Like, they're America's team. They're, they're, they're going to be a fixture here. What it would take for them not to be America's team? I don't know. Uh, number four. <laughs> I love <laughs> the weather. <laughs> I'm gonna go, number four, I'm going to go Dolphins. The Dolphins are becoming America's team. Expect us. We expect us to and on uh, down there in Miami. You're making a run at being an America's team. So they, I'm going number four. And then number five is a personal pick. Syracuse, the Orangemen. They're America's team because they're funding uh, my kid's college fund right now. The big, uh, the big parlay they helped me win uh, early in the year. Uh, well, it is early in the year against, uh, against Louisville. And then uh, this week had the over in that in that Cuse uh Purdue game. I mean, I thought it was was like an easy over. call. Yeah. yeah. It, the the total was 60. It was 9-6 at the half, Kyle. And um uh, you know, I know you're getting into this gambling thing, but that's pretty much you're dead to rights when you do the math there. 42 points in the fourth quarter. Dino Babers looks like he didn't even mean to do it on the sideline. <laughs> but I love the Carrier Dome. It's a tough place to play. And uh, it's every now week. called something else, by the way. What is it? I don't know. They put AC in it, and it's it's that got a new sucks. sponsor. Yeah, 
I want to give you a shout out though. Before, well, yeah, before we okay, start the, okay. like, the bulk of the pod, just shout this. out to Chris yeah. and shout out to Winbet. Yeah, I've never done any sports gambling. Yep. I still haven't submitted any bets. Uh, what would be like uh, placed? I haven't placed any bets. Yeah, submitted. But I've browsed a few options. Yeah. Uh, as I did last night, I was browsing and I didn't like the numbers. I ran them last night; they weren't good. But thank you, Chris, for helping me set it up. I now have Winbet on my phone. It's yeah, super dude. easy. Yeah, a lot of people in this studio would imagine that if. If uh, I was tasked with setting up a WinBet account, it probably wouldn't happen. Yeah, it was fun, though. Because I'm not real good uh, with the technology, but now you can piss your money away. To, exactly. You know? And that's the point. We're just looking for new ways to become broke. Well, somebody made a good point yesterday. I think it was Kingston. He was like, can it be a write-off in this studio yep. if, like, if we lose money? Because we do work for the win. We talk about gambling. So are gambling losses a write-off? You might want to get. You might want to holler at Ken about that. There's Twitch streamers that gamble huge millions of dollars every night, and they lose it, they win it, but a lot of it's write-offs. The money that they get from viewership and subscription covers the cost of their losses, and then they can throw that money back in. It's I might want to get somebody in here who can answer that question. We need a CPA because I think when you lose a bunch of money on gambling, you the, it does affect your your taxes. We that need a green smart. light CPA. Yeah, you know any. I know a ton of CPAs. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Cycling through those. Get guys. one in here. What does that stand for? Uh, certified something accountant. It's either uh, it pub- public, public, accountant. public okay. accountant. Damn, that was a tough one. We're learning. Okay, so that's my top five. I mean, Q's, I'm not a fan of Q's this week because they're playing our, our Wahoos. They are. Let me hit you with some America's teams. Yeah. Okay, here's my unofficial rankings as of today uh, Army, okay. Navy, okay. Air Force. <laughs> In Coastal Carolina. Slurping the troops here. As we know. Don't forget Texas A&M. Coastal Carolina just protecting that North Carolina coast for for centuries now. I'll also shout out Georgia Tech because here in this country, you know, even if we don't have the the proficiency, the faculty to do what is needed, we still think we can dog on it. And the Yellow Jackets have been outscored 183 to 10 <laughs> in their last four games versus FBS opponents. Granted, those opponents have been ranked number eight, number one, number four, number 20. Uh, shout out David Hale for that tweet. Uh, plus 17 looked pretty good against Ole Miss. Nah, not so good. 183 to 10, the, the Ramblin' Wreck have been outscored. We got to give it, we got to do a give it your best tier uh, when it comes to these American, America's teams because Hawaii is on the watch list. Right, watch list uh, the University of Virginia, which ended a, a monarchy. You might remember 1776. Um, there was a war, yeah, yeah, and we beat England. Yeah. And then Thomas Jefferson wrote the Independence Declaration, and we became which the country. To most people for Thomas. And Jefferson. then, and then, and then Virginia this past weekend beats um, the Old Dominion University monarchy, to 16 monarchy. to 14. Uh, and the Queen's on the way to wherever she's going right now in the car. Heaven. Um, <laughs> It is her funeral. As like as we speak, I, saw, right. I was looking for NFL news, and I was like, "Well, the Queen's in a in a really expensive hearse, right?" And now. the Chargers didn't feel like the Chargers won the game with that back door, dude. The Chargers, yeah. Like I had Chargers money line, and you know, a lot of people are doing victory laps on like the Chiefs and Kyle might, uh, and I think the Chiefs are going to be fine. But Justin Herbert doesn't throw that pick. It's it's over. And I texted a lot of you. ifs there. I texted there's just you. one. There's just one big if. If Gerald Everett fucking hydrated you, before you, the game, maybe think, threw in a liquid IV. Do you or, think they should have pulled him out? Yeah, yes. dog. 
Yes, but if you don't pull him out, can I present to you my yeah, argument for don't, don't pull him out? If you don't pull him out, just don't throw him. it to him. If you don't, well, don't throw it to him. But if you don't pull him out, give us four seconds of fury, dude. Somebody needs to say slow down, Staley. Like it's okay. like we're getting down there. We yeah. had an explosive. Let's line up. Get get your big guy yep. under center, or get him in the gun. Whatever you want to do to get Justin Herbert as an added player in the offense, but you can't chuck it out to a guy who is literally. Like, pull me out of the game, please. And they always say, coaches are always like, hey, if you're tired, and they don't even mean this like as like an ultimatum. They're like, if you're tired, just t- just tell us, we'll pull you out. How many guys are on staff, and how many guys are in a, in a you know, are in a Chargers polo a at that game? They that saw should him. should have eyes on they him. They saw him. And how many means they of communication do they have with Staley? They, they, they broke their promise. Yeah, that's crazy to me. But what's crazier to me is Gerald Everett can't give me three, four seconds of just like effort, yeah. but Justin Herbert throwing that ball sidearm doesn't help either. I'm just saying, the Chargers, the biggest worry I have about them now is, is Justin Herbert's ribs. And you know how ribs can feel. One thing I loved about that game was uh, Zion Johnson and Chris Jones battling. Oh yeah, There's yeah. a young star yeah. brewing in Los Angeles, and I love this dude. I, I had to practice kid. against Chris Jones last year. Unique combination of you know six six two hundred ninety pounds yep. runs a four seven legit and and the fastest part of the forty yards is the first ten yard burst five mm-hmm. yard burst uh, he presents a lot of issues for O linemen Zion Johnson competed in the first half Chris got the better of him in the second I played in a game like that with a guy named Adamikin Sue early I in my career that. and it was a shaping game in my career as a yeah. player I can't wait for the second time they play oh yeah it's gonna be uh, it's it's gonna happen again and maybe we'll break that down with Bo. Uh, for Wednesday's show. But yeah, like that feels like a, a year ago, uh, that game. Chargers look sweet, constantly disappoint America's team. I, yeah, and I'm not, yeah, right? Yeah. Like all the bells and whistles, look at our aircraft carriers, mm-hmm. look at all this stuff. Yep. I got a couple look of Look at our tall teams. buildings. But inside these walls, yeah, it's a little bit messy. Give us the America's team. So call. obviously the first one's Alabama. Um, people in this country for whatever reason need somebody that's like that's my dad and yeah. Nick Saban feels like a lot of people's dads, dad particularly south of the Mason Dixon um, and then you think about the Cowboys and it's the same kind of effect there with Jerry oh, I have them in the Jerry, tier. Uh but you know people love people love the Cowboys I don't I don't get it that's an America's team that's like where they're gonna put them too so Broncos, <laughs> well, Alabama's better than the Cowboys. Yes, you're right, they are. They may not generate the same Alabama revenue. Alabama might be better than the Colts. Yeah, absolutely. You're about um, to name all of Stanford Steve's favorite teams. Broncos, <laughs> uh, you know, case in point, Cowboy Reed is sitting behind the camera here, shaking, nodding his head. The, the Broncos, we all loved watching the Broncos. This one's for John. Yeah. That's an America's yeah. team type moment. Uh, Notre Dame, they suck, and everybody loves them. And they're going straight. Charles. They have, You're taking this very seriously. And they have the most. They have the most. Like one of the most players in the NFL uh, on NFL rosters, and they just suck. And they have a like one of the best O line coaches in football, yeah. Harry Heastan. They blow guys off the ball. And on film, love that guy's name, Harry Heastan. And on film, you're like, these guys should win by 40. And then they're yeah. they're in a nail biter against Cal, and they lose to you know Alcorn yeah. State or whatever the hell yep. it is. Yep. So those are my America's teams. Bury so those green jerseys. Un, he's an unironic exercise. <laughs> and that's my favorite thing because I was going to talk about Texas A&M next. And I don't know what tier they're going in, but they're in like a tier of America's team. Is like, do not bet this team. Cringe. Because I can't even enjoy betting Texas A&M. I was at the kitchen table Saturday night, and I was like, yeah, Texas A&M is going to cover. Like, this is not going to be a problem. But I can't fucking mash Texas A&M in the win bet app because of the midnight yell. So I'm gonna go red light on the midnight yell. 
and I'm not the only one. I think most people, it's like they just discovered it this year. I mostly didn't pay attention to it. I remember last year, Mark Titus went down there and stood there for the midnight yell. Somebody said he looked like a preppy extra on uh, Yellowstone. Uh, shout out to our guy, Mike, Mark Titus. But um, it's just gotten more cringy. I thought for sure the guy that led the midnight yell down there at Kyle Field was gonna get like demoted or something the next week. I was like, okay, clearly this guy had an off night. Like we're going to the bullpen. We're gonna get another guy with a, with a military cut and some overalls. But nah, he was back again. Texas A&M! It was bad. A&M money line over here. Let me just say that uh, I think that is a, a classic and gorgeous college football uniform. Oh yeah. No stripes. They've gotten rid of the uh, the bevels on the logo on the helmet stickers. They've gotten yeah. rid of the awful Manzel shoulder those stripe were things. Leave those in the A and M. You, you look good, even if midnight yells not so good. And you just reminded me of something. I was sent a, a clip of, of of Titus, and I need to throw one more America's team in. It's whoever lands four-star guard recruit, Jizzle James. Jizzle James? <laughs> Jizzle James. Jizzle James is son of Edgerin, and uh, I believe he's Edgerin Jr. in a set of uh, like an EJ or a junior. Hence the Jizzle. He's Jizzle. For junior. He's Jizzle James. Wonderful. And Titus, Titus and Tate did a segment on Chisel. That's maybe. amazing. Yeah, yeah. It was like William Bradford, <laughs> son Jizzle. It's unbelievable. Everything I, so, goes back to the Mayflower. So, That's Rosillo. So who's, who's in the lead to land Jizzle? Uh, like Cincy, Georgia, LSU, something okay. like that. Got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean like uh, I, this is a bad look for Texas A&M. Bad look for Robert O'Keefe, man. I'm. He's a, he's a proud Aggie, and I'm just imagining Robert O'Keefe in a midnight yell. Like I can't. I'm not. I, I, I choose not to. Michael Bennett went to Texas A&M. You would never see <laughs> Matthew. You, you would never see Matthew McConaughey at a midnight yell going like you bending his knee like that. No, dude. Do you think Michael Bennett on his visit went to the midnight yell and was like, "I'm sold. I cannot." Like <laughs> the there's not a weird, yell. There's that. Yeah, he is like so anti midnight yell. It's incredible. <laughs> Those coaches have to know not to take recruits to midnight yell. I, yeah, I don't know, but like I thought Jimbo it. has to go to that thing at like eleven thirty. Oh, at he night. does. I think I, I saw didn't him like at that. the thing. Did, did the coaches show up to the midnight yell? We that, took Virginia took a basketball recruit to the Foxfield races one year. Yeah, that guy did not attend UVA. Yeah, Foxfield's not bad though. If you're drunk, if you're if you're with your coaches, if you're Devonte Graham and deciding between Kansas and Virginia, yeah, 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 you're gonna be you're like, going where, to Kansas. where am I? Yep, yep. So yeah, I thought they'd replace that guy. Midnight Yell is pretty cringy. And we found out today, it's not Texas A&M, Texas Agriculture, and I always thought like military because they, they're kind of doing a pseudo-military thing. I they're thought like I had a military school. Everybody knows it's agricultural and mechanical. Okay, well, first you said mining. <laughs> I might have said mining. Minecraft. <laughs> I said mining. Okay. I That's pretty mining. good. What do y'all do down there? I mean, it is just twenty five thousand people at midnight is in, insane. It's just what you're doing doing with them. You have the resources. Let's like clean it up a bit. Um, and then UVA ODU, we settled the dog thing. That made national news. I had people fucking tweeting about me like I was supposed to pull some strings and get their service dog on the sideline. Yeah. Initially, there was a mix up. We thought it was a mascot, right? Or you know, you can't have two mascots. What Can happened you break there? this down for me? Can you break it down, Mike? I managed not to read any of the articles yeah. that, that went national uh, this week because, you know, you don't really want to be on the wrong side of, of puppies. <laughs> yeah. Like allowing a puppy to, to watch a football game. But, yeah, spoiler, the puppy made it to the field. I so. offered to have the puppy come to my house. Uh, Relax. 
I, they I, they put uh they put ski goggles on that dog. I don't think probably he likes that. ruining the dog's that? vision. Yeah, that's did, did one of my favorite looks, by the way, for the rest of his dogs life. Dogs with ski dogs goggles, with sunglasses and shit. Dogs with ski goggles in particular, like dogs that are working on a mountain or something, yeah. like you know, like a Malinois or something that's in a rescue mission. I think it looks cool. I, the the I, dog's I, name's Hudson. Hudson should be like your four-year-old white kid. Yeah, Hudson's not a dog. I'm gonna zag here and uh, and say I'm really pissed that we caved to Big Puppy because there's like you know like that would have been pretty hardcore if we were just like nope you can't bring your service dog. Here's what I was worried about. What that the dog was gonna be like in the parking lot. Yeah, which is right next to the tunnel. Yeah, and then ODU wins. And then the dog runs. And then on they the run field, the dude. dog out and like shits, pisses. Yes. It would have been a bad scene. Yes, dude. Fortunately, we allow the dog yes. and then win the game at the end. Yeah, and I'm I hope sure the dog the saw that, that last drive. You know, service dog and all. I hope yeah. it had a good seat. Um, and then we had a. I made the play sheet again. What do you call those things? The play cards, the play posters, placards, placards. I think you can go play card or placard. Rod Carricker made another one. I guess Virginia has a play in their playbook. They also have a big cat one. So they have me, Big Cat, um, and I'm wondering what the fuck the play is. Well, you see it's visible from the stands, yeah. so it might literally be a, a dummy just thing or blocking yeah. the the booth's vision down yeah. to the sideline. Yeah, I, this is two weeks in a row. I just want to know, is it a play? Is it a personnel thing? Is it What what would it be? If I was a play, what would I be? If you were a play, I'd have I'd have my rush ends in. I'd have all my speed offense, guys though. in. Yeah. Okay, offense. What then. offensive play? Then we're spreading them out. We're gonna go downtown, yeah. Julie Brown. But if I got the big cat on the sign, yeah. I'm gonna be like heavy yeah, yeah. twenty three. Yeah, yeah. And then all the big suckers come running in, and you got to get gritty when the big cat sign comes out. You would be a duo. You yeah. said duo. Power with no pullers. You would be power with no pullers. If I see you on a fucking, yeah. you better. I just want to like, be like Zach Martin. Big personnel in there. And then Macon, I was thinking you'd be like an RPO or something. Yeah. Oh, thanks. Very popular online. Like, you know, like very popular online. Bubble screen. Very smart. Like very, very, like progressive football. Thank you. Yeah. So you, you're, you're like caveman football. You're progressive football. Both work. And I'm probably like a fumbled snap or something. No, no, no. I, you're, uh, you're like all, all go routes. Just, all go routes. Yeah. Just fucking just throw it up there. Yeah. You know, I'm not an athlete anymore per se. I did just join a softball league. Uh, but I'm a podcaster. And to podcasters, gut health is very important. My morning routine is very important. My breakfast is very important. Walking downstairs to the kitchen to the song Narco is very important to me. But nothing is more important than drinking AG1. I started taking AG1 because I wanted a supplement that actually tastes great, and I wanted to find a nutritional drink that I could add to my daily routine to improve my gut health and energy. I just rip it open, and it's over with. I don't have to mix a bunch of stuff. It's easy. I've been on it for six months, and I love it. It doesn't taste like it's super healthy, which is a good thing. It tastes really good. It kind of has a mild tropical taste that I actually look forward to each morning. This is the best option for easy, optimal nutrition out there. You take one scoop of AG1 and you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it, it's that simple. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is gonna give you a free one year supply of immune supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com greenlight. Again, 
That is athleticgreens.com slash greenlight to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. So let's let's get into these <laughs> fucking games, dude. Let's get into the, the slate because we had a bunch of good ones, uh, not as many as last week, but I mean a pretty good slate. We had three big comebacks, and that's how we wanted to start the show. I think there's no bigger comeback than the Dolphins comeback. I mean, there's a ton of stuff you can look at yesterday to tell you how rare a comeback like that is. So on one hand, if you're a Dolphins fan, you're super psyched because you have that firepower. If you're a Ravens fan, you're probably nervous about the secondary. We can talk about that in a second. Um, you're excited about, uh, you know, Tua obviously played really well yesterday, um, but not something you want to get. Yeah, well, I, I'm not going to be the one to say it. I, I thought it was uneven. It, it Fourth was quarter uneven. was electric. But Fourth quarter was great. As, as a plus three and a half better of the Miami Dolphins, that they, he misses a lot of throws. He misses some throws, and I'm going to lead with the positive here because obviously I'm in the crosshairs for saying he doesn't throw the deep And ball. I'm in two and on, so I'm You're in I'm two cool. and on, even though you, you kind of joined the, the club in the first half. We were texting, and you were like, I don't know, man. <laughs> but like uh, he was, if you do the CP, uh, what it was, CPE, completion percentage, over expectation or whatever you drop the o in the acronym i guess um he was minus 14 in the first half so you know two picks in the first half they weren't great you don't want to get used to having to do this but it is really nice to know you can do this and for for baltimore a lot of times teams give up a ton of yards when teams are in in perpetual two minute baltimore's defense um the secondary i mean they just got peters back Humphrey wasn't practicing all week. He had to mix it up, move into the slot a little bit because they lose Kyle Fuller. Um, you know, you, you've got the young guys struggling at corner, and Kyle Hamilton had a really rough game. So that secondary is tough. And when you pair that with the fact that they don't have guys that just win one on ones with regularity, I mean, OA is an exciting guy. They've got a couple players up front, but they haven't been the type of team in the past since, you know, Suggs and them. That, that just has a bunch of guys that wins one-on-ones. And when you're, when you're in two-minute mode on defense, if your back end's inexperienced or young and you can't win rushes when you have to and you have to manufacture pressure, it's going to be a long day. And Baltimore had opportunities. When you start on the you know at home and you get that kickoff return for a touchdown and you know Dolphins spot them seven on the road because the special teams, you're supposed to win that game. The running back production was terrible. Short, short yardage hurt them a lot. Like they had to get fucking fancy and short yardage. They fumble early in the game, up seven, nothing. They get a chance to go up 14, nothing at home. Like who knows how different that game is. And then late, you know, you have a third and short. This is the one with nine minutes to go, I think it was, uh, when they have a chance to bust this game open and go up 21. Third and short, the fucking DBs are playing 10 yards off check a bubble screen or something. Instead, you end up in fourth and short because your running backs aren't real good. You haven't been able to be great in short yardage. And in fourth and short, you don't get it. So not, not to mention the fourth downs, but you, you know the next possession, you're three and out, and then it's a deep ball immediately. And what happened before the deep ball for the touchdown? You drop a pick. So you have so many opportunities right down to the last drive where with four minutes to go in plus territory, the old Ravens team would ice this game. So they need J.K. Dobbins back bad. Um, and the Edmonds run on the final drive was the backbreaker. Because as soon as you know you give up that long run to Edmonds, um, you just had a feeling the way the game was going that Tua was going to pull this thing out. And he was fucking good yesterday. I'm, gonna, like, I'm not jumping on some Tua top 10 quarterback bandwagon, 
you know, my take, I asked Reed, what would you say my take's been? That he's not a great deep ball thrower and he's a middle-of-the-pack quarterback. Um, yesterday, he proved me wrong on the second one. I, I need to see more when it comes to the deep ball. I mean, you, you drop a coverage on the left sideline and, uh, you know, I might have been able to make that throw after a softball game. Um, but the deep ball to Tyreek, even if he had to slow up, I'll give it to you. That's 60 yards. So whether it's Mike McDaniel or it's Tua getting torqued back or whatever it is, he looks good. And the throws you have to make are the ones he made in the red zone. Third and 13 to Gusecki. You know, he had another third down where he, he basically spun out. I mean, this is, you know, the meme if, you know, the internet joke that if Patrick Mahomes makes this play, it's a big deal. You know, he rolled out, broke contain, um, and, and, and hit a touchdown to, to, to what, how the fuck do you say this guy's name? Cray, Craycraft. Craig. Craycraft or Craycraft? River Craycraft. Craycraft. I love saying that. Craycraft. So yeah, Craycraft. So Tua, Tua was good in the red zone. You know, a ton of yak. Both guys were over seventy yards. Yak, Waddle, and, and Tyreek. Um, we said it'd be a yaktery. And the most impressive thing, make, and we talked about this, is seeing Ingle block on that reception out of the end zone, taking a dude for a ride twenty yards, converting to uh, to, to being blockers at the second level. The screen on the, the first Waddle touchdown, 14 gets a block. Uh, left tackle, right, the, the left guard, left tackler out there creating a seam for this guy. McDaniel's a good football coach, man. So I'm buying, and we've been buying the Dolphins as a playoff team. They're a playoff team. Yeah, I'm definitely buying the, the Dolphins. And the thing that stood out to me yesterday big time was their ability to take punches. Lamar Jackson, the price of the brick went up yesterday for Lamar Jackson. The dude is a fucking monster. Yeah. I mean, like... Uh, a former teammate of mine tweeted yesterday, his name is Lamar Jackson. You he, know, he, he is, he, he is yeah, him. Yeah, he is Himothy. Him, him, Hemi Neutron. Yeah, Hemi Neutron. back to serious football talk here, you talk about the turning point being the third and two and then the fourth and one turnover on downs. Nothing is more demoralizing for an offense than having to walk your fucking sorry ass back off the field. Knowing you have the MVP at quarterback and knowing you didn't do enough to get a first down when you need it and to put mm -hmm. the team away, you cannot leave Miami's Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle and Mike McDaniel and Tua's little yak throat. You can't leave them an opportunity to have those at the end. And then Tyreek at the end just running by people. Mm -hmm. I have so many questions Where's about sense of urgency on the back end, all that kind of stuff. And maybe it's because they were lulled to sleep on the underneath throws that turned into yak. You said underneath stuff, 82 yeah. yak for Jalen, 72 yak for Tyreek, 190 and 170 respectively for those two. Those are huge numbers, and not all of them came over the top. So I can see where you would fall asleep on the back end, but my God, you got to be awake. And that's all he's got to do. If he can just, he was efficient throwing the deep ball yesterday. He was efficient. And they weren't and even great deep ball throws, but he was like Daniel Easy Boone Kyle. in the I'm Kyle, you have a security hear me system. Out. In your house. Hear me out. Do you have a so security system? Hear me in your out. House? They weren't tremendous deep throws, but they were good enough to find Daniel Boone out there in the wild frontier all by himself, which yeah. is Tyreek Hill. You are so, really into the Revolutionary War era references lately. That Lewis and Clark book has you fucking yeah, in well, a pretzel. Stephen Ambrose. I went for a float yeah. on Friday. Uh, I went for a kayaking trip, and you know Kyle responded. Lewis and Clark did like that was impressive. Lewis and Clark they average fifteen miles a day. So Kyle's really he's an avid reader. And you did you twenty miles on 18, the river. 18, Eighteen. That's fucking crazy. too much. That's too much. Okay, anybody out there is thinking about doing it, it's too much. But I want to say this, man. Like when you're at home and a team's mounting a comeback like that. Um, it can be really awkward in that stadium. Like you know how it is. Like at a college game, you know you've been you've watched Virginia give up a bunch crickets. of yards in the second half, and just the the atmosphere. If you don't believe in momentum, 
like, and I said this yesterday, there's some people that don't believe in momentum, right? Momentum's just confidence, which absolutely exists. And once Tua started playing with it, and that's why, you know, that's why Waddle talks him up. That's why Ty- Tyreek talks him up. And I love that, dude. He is one of the most accurate quarterbacks in the league when he's running that offense. A um, couple of those balls early, the picks were not great, but I'm, I'm happy for Tua. I really am. I know it's been sort of a bit, but he seems like a great kid. Seems like and, a chill motherfucker. And, seems like a guy I'd love to play for. And, and he's lefty. And, and he responding. Yeah. That's the big thing. Knock, knock. Who's there? Waddle. Waddle who? Waddle I do without you. Mm. 19 targets. Because that's what it was. It was sending one dude on a go and somebody else underneath. And, and that's how they were getting the, the back end's eyes elsewhere. A million go routes. Knock, a, knock. A Supposedly Waddle had more yards on go routes than Gusecki. he did all, all last year. Gasecki who? Gasecki can't Gusecki get can win with this team. Oh, God. Nice. That's awful. <laughs> hey, low-key, Justin Tucker does hit a field goal to put the Ravens up 38-35 yeah, 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 with two yeah. minutes to yeah. go. So I think that was one of the most impressive parts. They, they, they then go six plays, 68 yards, two minutes to to win the football It was game. a great drive. Tua had a great day. Uh, they, they ran these fucking DBs. These DBs were like Forrest Gump running across the country last uh, last night uh, or yesterday. I mean, they ran for over... Uh, these guys, uh, these are some next-gen stats I get. 6,000-plus yards of running on the back end. Do the math there. That's miles. That's like five miles or something. Dolphins. Or three miles. It's three-plus miles. It's almost four miles. Dude, these guys are out there doing a 10K. Dolphins home for the Buffalo Bills week three. Yeah, so th- this is the big and w- what are we going to guess that the, the line's going to be there? Probably the Bills by, you know, four or six. I think it depends what happens Monday night, but yeah, five and a half. Six yeah. and a half. Yeah. And that's the real test because, you know, Miami has joined the pack, man. Miami's in the pack. But are they the Chiefs, the Chargers? Are they the Bills? Like, no, are they sir. an AFC elite? I need to see more, and I think that's fair. The the real question that was answered for them with the addition of Tyreek Hill and the uh, maturation of Tua Tagovailoa is fourth quarter, we've all been on teams with quarterbacks where we say this lead is too much. Mm -hmm. There's not enough time. We don't have the firepower. These fucking guys are running out to the huddle during the TV timeout before the drive, and they're like, let's go down and score quick. Mm -hmm. We're in this game. And and I've been in a huddle like that before with a really successful offense, and there's no feeling like it, where it's like, I don't care what they line up in, who they blitz, what they bring. We got guys for this. And for the Ravens not being able to move the ball or possess the football in the second half just compounds that whole thing. Sick Jeezy, Mike McDaniel can now say, remember when, when we were down 35-14 in the fourth quarter? Oh, for sure. He's going to be talking about that. for years. For years. And another thing is Gasecki. The price went up mm. on Gasecki because you know, the Packers, I still think they go get him. I mean, that that's just me. Like, I'm not the GM. I'm not Brian G. But I, I just, like, you need one more guy. They barely threw the ball to him week one. He actually played a pretty decent part in that win. Uh, my, my guy, big Bob Tunyon's just getting healthy. I understand, but he like love you need him. another yeah. you need another God, receiver. You need another receiver, and and I don't think of Gasecki as a tight end. That's so fair. I think add a guy like Gasecki, you can move him around. I'm not going to beat that take to death, but just in case decent they make the gritty move, you heard too. it here. Decent and gritty. 
Kyle, you mentioned the fourth quarter. Two in the fourth was 13 of 17, 199, four touchdowns, a yeah. 154.2 passer rate. If you were to switch the names Tua and put Patrick Mahomes in there, people wouldn't be surprised by those numbers. Right, exactly. Because what Some if, of the throws he made in traffic. What are the Chiefs' the Chiefs' biggest wins in the last four or five years since Pat came in the league have been come from behind games, you know, 15-plus, 13-plus yep. yep. points, and they're just boom, 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 four touchdowns in the fourth. Boom, boom, boom. There you go. Boom. Since 2011, teams were 0 and 711 when trailing by 21 plus in the fourth quarter. So here's the thing: we've got a victory lap if you're a Miami fan, but we've also got to like let's not do this a lot because if we find ourselves in this situation again, statistically, it's not going to happen, right? The safeties so like, will be there. Like, let's play a complete game in phase, make the throws the first half. Uh, hey, big day for Tua. Hey, two and on. I'm not going to submit, but you guys won that one. For Congrats. Sure. Congratulations. You'll be two you, you're and two a playoff in two team. weeks. You're a playoff team. Going to have to deal with you all into January. Okay, the the other comeback was Vegas um, and the cards. And, um, mm. man, uh, 20 nothing at one point. I think as a rusher watching Kyler Murray, it's one of those things that I'm maybe a little early superlative here would be viewing party, um, being a Raiders defensive lineman, and watching uh, tape this morning and being sore as hell from chasing this guy and hearing your D-line coach say, upfield shoulder. There is no upfield shoulder, dude. You rush his up, upfield shoulder. Yeah, so He's, what do you mean by upfield shoulder? Upfield like? shoulder is what they tell an edge guy. You know, you want to, you, you want to, your aiming point should be uh, the upfield shoulder of the quarterback. So like for me, if a quarterback dropped to nine as the left end, my job is to be at at nine yards, at, you know, his upfield back shoulder. So if shoulder. it's Kyler Murray, you want to be on his right shoulder. If it's Kyler Murray, I'm not sprinting directly at him. I'm basically playing zone defense as I rush him because he's going to bail out the back of the pocket. He had the ball 20-something seconds on that two-point conversion. Uh, stupid. I, I mean, like, let's see, how many yards did he run? He ran 84 yards. What do you want these defensive linemen to do? And you rush three slow guys. Don't rush three slow guys in the red zone against Kyler Murray. I know, you know, three man rush in the red zone's a big thing. Like, don't do that. So big, big win for them. I mean, they were on death's door. I don't know what would have happened if they lost this game in a blowout. Um, but you know, him going back to AJ Green after those two drops in the back of the end zone was big time. And I got a feel for uh for for Max Crosby because he had him dead to rights uh late in that game. Uh and that would have been curtains ends up uh, with a holding call on the back end, the Raiders do, that extends that drive and, and you know what happens next. So the hold I think came after the Crosby um, miss sack, you know, which is, which is, he knows he wants that back, but Kyler Murray tackling him is a motherfucker, so. The Raiders were 39-0 all the time when leading by 20 plus points at halftime prior to Sunday. The 20 to nothing lead was also the largest blown lead in franchise history. Howie Long out there ain't giving up no 20 to nothing leaves. I don't know Howie Long wouldn't want to catch Kyler Murray. Howie Long lamented catching John Elway. (laughs) He really did. He talks about it. He's always like, man, Chris. That guy could fucking run like a deer. I know some people remember the 90s. Yeah, he's deceptive. Not even deceptive. No, just like you should have seen him in the 80s. Well, like imagine rushing Kyler Murray, like upfield shoulder, that cat. So... Um, the the biggest shame for me is an engaged and interested Kyler yes. Murray. Yes, and get and the worst part was like Fortnite dropped yesterday. I, I guess know, I know the new Call of Duty. Yeah, Call of Duty. 
beta modern warfare 2.0 and if you're out there listening Help modern me, warfare 2.0 i would love to play it i'm on pc i know i gotta wait till november oh, the beta stage the beta stage it's like i am also stage. a content creator so let us know you're We'd also love to try a, out you're your also game. a beta i am a beta <laughs> yeah. right. with that with that america's can i segue beta, <laughs> can i segue beta here into what i have Please. to say about yeah, the beginning of the game? can't wait um, you do a beta segue we all know how the beginning of the game is indicative of a coach's game plan and a player's yeah. ability to take it to the field cardinals first four possessions three punts and a pick raiders come out four scoring possessions boom 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 i love boom 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 by yeah the way. oh yeah that is the difference between two coaches. I'm not buying Cliff Kingsbury, but what the final score shows me is that the right players are on the field for the Cardinals. Yeah. And whoever's whoever's writing up the first 15, whoever's making a plan, whoever, whoever has to make adjustments, it's falling on the shoulders of Kyler Murray, and he's running around for 30 seconds before he has to make a throw. That's right. And I mean, it's really tough to defend. And, and like, what do you say to guys when you get to the sideline? I mean, like, I, I said it at the end of the game because they, they, they win despite themselves. We were doing the live stream, and they're going in. They're going. They're driving to score, and it reads like, "What do you think happens?" I go, "They're going to score, and they're going to miss the two point conversion because they're going to do something dumb." And as soon as they scored, they fucking had a delay of game, and I'm like, "There it is. That's Cardinals football for you." But no, Cardinals football is is fine. We won it at the eight. Yeah, we won it at the eight, dude. Like Kyler wants more space, so. You end up in overtime. Deron Harmon made a great play on fourth down. I was so hyped for him. It's one of those things where that fell through the cracks that Deron was in. Um, he wasn't even supposed to be playing. He was in. He's in Vegas. He's a former teammate of mine in New England. A great guy. He makes that play. I'm learning Deron's on the Raiders. I'm thinking he makes the play of the game. I'm excited. But uh, they get the ball back, and Hunter Renfro fumbles twice in a row. And you know, it, it, you just you you hurt for that guy because he's always dependable. And um, you know that's just one of those those sequences he's going to want back. Isaiah Simmons made a big play, punch Clemson that ball on Clemson crime. Clemson on Clemson cr- crime, and then the uh, is it the Edwards kid um, picks the ball up and damn near does a a Leon let. Or- Yo, dog! I never saw the the true down the goal line angle of that. I don't know if they had it. I think you always have it now, but it looked like they didn't have it. Well, maybe they're hiding it because he didn't get in. I don't know how long y'all kept it on for the live stream because Cliff like was like kind of uh, scared to keep celebrating with everybody. I was trying to get uh-huh. everybody uh-huh. into the locker room the while locker they room. they looked at that thing for about five minutes. That's some scary shit. That is the scariest shit. I mean, wow, dude. Wow. Have we heard enough? There's and enough those, horror stories here. And then, those, and then those call on the field stands. I mean, the, the official probably couldn't catch up with them. No, I don't think anybody saw it. I think it was very close. So the Raiders are in trouble, man. The Raiders are in trouble. Oh, and two. And, and the hardest part about this is you, you made a change, you know? And um, in the preseason, we heard all about this, like, clean football and all this stuff, no penalties. They got to fix it, man. They got they they got to fix it. Um, they don't have a lot of time in that division. That's about as bad a, a division to be owing to in, um, and and they got to do it. I reckon everybody's favorite game, the most likely owing to team to make the playoffs. You'd probably say Bengals over over Raiders. You think Raiders are in a bad spot? I do think they're in a bad spot. I, I I'm not going to panic about the Bengals. We can talk about that in a second. But like, who else is owing to that? That's it's it's not a great list. Carolina is zero two. You got uh, the Colts are winless. Yeah, that's I've seen. I haven't seen enough, but I mean, are they better than the Jags? Right. 
I mean, are they going to win that division? Jags are going to the Super Bowl. Bro. Jags are fucking awesome. Okay, like I'm a Jags fan. You know what? Take Syracuse off my America's <laughs> team list and put the Jacksonville Jaguar. Nothing is more American than having a and pool Shad Khan. that's littered with pathogens in your stadium. Yeah, and people are swimming in it. Do you know about this? You don't know about the pool in Jacksonville, oh, Kyle? I'm, I'm aware of that. Okay, pool. good. That's an American good time. It's there. great. So, like, I'm going to put the Jacksonville Jaguars. Syracuse. It's like the hot tub at the Arizona Diamondbacks field. You know, you used to try to hit it there into. There was a hot tub play. at the Arizona Diamondbacks yeah, I'm field? I'm pretty sure in center field, there's uh, it's either the Diamondbacks that or one of those right. teams. Feels People right. pissing in that thing? Dude, they're out there in jeans, like, oh, in the hot on, tub. Bro. There's a guy right. with boots on. So, red light, like, no, green light pools and hot tubs. At, I mean, why not? Let the people... At their own risk. Water's so, good. Uh, I'll go Cleveland and the Jets this last comeback. Let's let's talk about that real quick. I mean, there was a clock management issue. Oh, Chubb goes down instead of scoring to go up 30-17. to 17. They miss extra point. If he just goes down, they can run out the clock. Hey, Who would have thought the Browns would suffer uh, an unhappy ending because Chubb wouldn't go down? An unhappy ending because Chubb wouldn't go down. That's good. Yeah. That's good. And did you see the tailgate yesterday? These people are leaning all the way into it like they're fucking in OJ mode right now. The glove don't fit. You must have quit. They got guys with big fake boners under towels. That was unbelievable. Tailgates. They've got the big the big dick, the guy with the big dick that, that they, went viral over the They said happy endings are not they, illegal. You know the guy with the big yeah, come here. <laughs> no, did you I, see this? Like literally, depending on the state you're in, it, it it's quite illegal. But but you know, like there's kids posing by like a, oh my a dummy god with a bone. If my if 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 I if I look back at my childhood photos and I was at a tailgate like that with my parents, I would kill my parents. I'd be like the Menendez brothers. Uh, and we go to a basketball game that night. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think it was RG three. He gave a a big Phoenix uh, energy in the Washington Michigan State broadcast. Quarterback's name's Phoenix. That's amazing. Bro, the week before he said there's an orgy in the end zone. Yeah. <laughs> Big sex. RG3. Who would have thought RG3 Mark was a Sanchez, sex freak? Mark Sanchez yesterday said, or Saturday, he said that receiver uh, cleared out of there no. faster than he clears his search it's history. It's an offensive lineman, I think. <laughs> Something like that. I was he like, where to go, Mark? search history. Yeah. Yeah, Mark. I mean, like adults too. That was great. That was great. Adults too here. I was like, more adults. Yeah, Mark. So, Cleveland... Uh, Chubb just has to go down. Kyle, yeah, you so like, okay. Talk, you talk about that. We have every week in the NFL. We have meetings where we talk about end of uh, EOH, EOG, end of half, end of games, clock management situations. And the better the team you are, the more attention to detail they pay to it. And I remember the first time I really got a feel for it was when Matt Nagy came from Kansas City to the Bears. And then when I went to Andy Reid last year, it was like even more so uh, prevalent. In that situation, a first down wins the game. That's that's how you say it. First down wins the game, guys. Yeah. First down, get down. Yep. And we didn't see that, and it cost him the game. Second layup line, get down, Nas. Get down. Yeah. Yeah, second layup. Send that one to Nick Chubb because Great song. they need every win they can get in this stretch. They were lucky to get one last week. They have an easy first six games. Everybody talked about how like this is the easiest first six game stretch. This is why you don't take anything for granted. Joe Flacco last week, who almost got benched for a guy named Mike White mm. in New York. They were chanting for Mike White, goes on the on the road and, and beats the Browns. So nothing is for certain with the Browns. And whenever Deshaun Watson gets back, um, they're gonna have their work cut out for him. 
home Steelers on Thursday, then at Falcons. That could have been four zero with Jacoby. Right, but I don't know now that I look at the Falcons and the Steelers. I agree. The sneeze I agree. Either so. You know, um, 2,229 wins in this very situation uh, in a row in the NFL. You like the win percentage things? 0.3 win percentage, 30 to 17 with 155 left. This is my favorite type of game. We had an onside kick, improbable comeback. Onside kick to the left. Especially when it happens to, to the opposite. of Put a Browns massage, massage tier for America's teams. No, the... It's way down there. What do you mean? The Browns. We hate the Browns because of Deshaun Watson. Right. Bad. Okay. Bad. Massage. I thought massages were like. No, massage down at the bottom. S tier. Creep. Creepy. Creepy. Okay, that. There you go. Creepy is the tier. We're going to put Urban Meyer and the Browns in creepy tier. There's a lot of this. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That fucking fucking elf at midfield with everything about this. They have become the biggest creep show organization. The tailgates. The (laughs) The elf logo with his weird take my strong hand energy. Like that guy. You like him. So what's his name? Brownie? Brownie. Brownie. He used to do chores. That was the you were here on that pod, right? No. No, sir. So you want to know what happened back in the day in Northern England? Oh. Uh, is that it? You lay like, Anglophile and shit. Northern England, they used to go to bed and they said this brownie guy would come out and do chores for him, this little elf. So like in the morning you wake up and your shit would be all in order. You have your blacksmith tools. Just laid out there on the table. That's awesome. Yeah, is that true? That's true. And you had to leave uh, fresh cream out for the brownie to thank him. And if you didn't leave fresh cream out, he would uh, curse you. So your house would be cursed. You wouldn't get any chores done ever. Like a Santa cookie situation. That's what, right. Uh, what did he do with the cream? What kind of cream? Like cream and clear? Yeah. What did they do? Like with is he cream? consuming the cream he's or is consuming. he using yeah, the yeah, cream? Yeah, yeah. For yeah I think he's just other consuming the cream. I think that's what he runs on cream. Okay. So. <laughs> So yeah, the fucking Browns, man. I hope I they mean, fought, like, or they forgot the cream. They forgot the cream. That's it. They did. And Joe Flacco is the yeah Joseph Vincent he Flacco. Said, he said it was really weird because how quiet it got here. There, that's something I've never heard before. It was so loud, and all of a sudden there was silence. That's beautiful. It's the best sound in football. That's a guy uh, who's know, been like, everywhere in the football world, and he hasn't seen that yet. That's the best sound in football: winning on the road. And Garrett Wilson, because it's louder than winning at home for the Jets. <laughs> so Garrett Wilson, and also congratulations to all the New York teams. They all Thank won you. for the first time in like eons, uh, awesome. including the Mets, the Yankees. The this is a good weekend for America. All right? rise. So yeah, and Garrett Wilson playing big and like seemingly, you know, maybe he pans out, maybe he doesn't. But this is a good start. And Joe Douglas, I feel for him because Makai Becton got hurt. Your quarterback got hurt. You need the defensive end and the wide receiver to have a good year. Um, Cincy Dallas, okay? There wasn't a comeback here, unfortunately. Uh, I've lost in a game, uh, I think it was last year. Was that last year with, with the Vikings and Cooper Rush? You know, I lost money on that game, so I wasn't going to bet the fucking Bengals now here. I have to. It was a lot of points. You bet the Bengals. Yeah. Damn. And you told me not to beforehand. Okay. And I did. Well, I'll just say this. Cooper Rush can keep them in ball games. I know I said I think the Cowboys will be out of it. I don't believe in the Cowboys, okay? I'm not changing my tune. This game says as much about the Bengals as it does about the Cowboys. But Cooper Rush showed the trust that they have in him. Uh, he made two big throws that bookended the game, both to this guy, Noah Brown. The first one on fourth and two. From their own midfield. 44. Their own 44. They're going to roll out there like they got you know, like they got some. Mike McCarthy turned into an internet coach. Two minutes into the game, it's 0-0. Drive number one. 
Good for Cooper Rush. Fuck it, we're going. And they, it wasn't a check down. Dude, I think he's like a top half quarterback right now. Top half. I, betting against Cooper Rush was terrifying. Yeah, dude, I'm not doing He's that. in control. I'm not, he's in, he's in I control. I picked the Cowboys yesterday. You picked the Cowboys yesterday. Good I, pick. Went, I went perfect yesterday, actually, yeah. on my pick segment with CBS. Did and, you really? And... and I owe Is this it, the most proud pick it, you have? I, no, I owe it to my history of playing and blocking for backup quarterbacks. Yeah, and I know the attention to detail that goes into the building point. Um, during a week where you have your star player like a Dak Prescott get injured, and you know that everybody's got to be on their p's and q's. You're down a left tackle, a generational left tackle. Yeah, um, there's things that need to be done differently this week in practice. And even Zeke Elliott said, "This guy knows his shit." Yeah. When Cooper comes in, when Coop comes in, he knows his shit. That's yeah. like verbatim what he said. Like he comes in, we're not worried about it. Pick them because of that. You come out yesterday and you're like, wow, Cincinnati does have some real issues. And wow, Cooper Rush can win for the Cowboys. Yeah, since he has real issues, I'm not going to panic on them. I mean, like, listen, in preseason, and I got the Ravens to win the North. I, you know, I have the Bengals going to the playoffs. This is a regression to the mean, part partially, um, because they were a 10 and 17. Last year, they had these problems last year, and you know it didn't stop them from going to the Super Bowl. But they seem to be getting worse up front. Um, I think a lot of it is, you know, new offensive line across the board. Right? Um, you go on the road, big test. You you played a really multiple defense the first the first week. Who had like T.J. Watt for most of the game, Highsmith, all those guys. They got after you. A totally different challenge this week. You had a bunch of guys that can just go, and um, one of them is like a fucking alien. Um, and Dallas uh, and Dallas got after him, but Burrow, the appendectomy, uh, you know, all these guys trying to trying to work with one less preseason game than you're used to. I mean, you three preseason games these days in, in the NFL. I think it's going to take time, unfortunately, and that's not a cushion that they they uh, the, that they want to give in the AFC, but they're going to have to. The offensive line played bad. Leo Collins, like I like the signing, but you got to help him more. <laughs> You know, uh, and and he's got to play better. Not just the sack that he gave up to Micah Parsons, which was listen. And you know, this is an offensive tackle. He's turned. I, I watched it 15 times in here last night. I go, oh my god, Leo Collins is turned to the sideline at three and a half yards. He's turned to the end zone at on four his yards. Thir- uh, so by his third oh. kick, Leo's already opened up, and that's just by nature of the fact that he's going against a Ferrari on the Who, edge. He's happened to see Wiz him and practice a bunch. Now the different, yeah, you're absolutely right. So and like I didn't even, I didn't even like, think about that. Think about think about one on one pass rush the guys that you're like. I hope I don't play him one day. You're you're so right. You're so right. <laughs> he's like he's like fuck. He's coming to town. I said I was Joe Burrow's bodyguard. It's not going well. He, he, on that sack, he's turned to the end zone for people that like. If you can get an offensive tackle turned. The whole game changes for you as a rusher, and usually offensive tackles turn because of speed. It's like okay, so imagine if I'm trying to guard Chris at the top of the key in basketball. Oh, you would get this Chris, word. So Chris is if Chris is right-handed, he wants to go to my left. He wants to take it with his right hand. Yeah. Now imagine if I position my body this way on Chris. Chris is right here. Now he knows Podcast. he can go. He can, he can yeah. go this way really easily. He's turning Podcast. shoulders. That's that's what opening the door for Across a tackle does, and and that's that's tough to see, and it's even tougher against Micah Parsons, who can threaten with speed, and he can put his foot in the ground as we as we've seen time and time again, and get back underneath. So he wins underneath because he's turned sideways, running full speed to the to the end zone, and and so is Micah Parsons. So imagine being in a race to the end zone with Micah Parsons, and all Micah Parsons has to do is stop, and he does at five yards. 
and then beats him again on the recovery. So, you know, you had that. You had, you know, a uh, false start on, you know, on third and eight that Lael Collins was guilty of that turns in third and 13. And this was indicative of, you know, the Bengals' attitude yesterday. They had to, in the second half, just hope to get to third and manageable. They were trying to work the run game. But on third down, the same problems that, that happened in the first half happened in the second half. I mean, on third and 13, last year's Joe Burrow is going to be, you know, taking shots. He's going to be trying to – they had to check down, dude. Uh, in the first half, they turned Parsons loose on third and four. Like, what are you doing? They give up a blindside sack. Um, you know, you, you really struggled with penalties. Um, you know, sample got whooped. Uh, you had false starts. You had you had the other alignment get, and we're not even talking about the other guys. But it's just they also had chances to win. You know, at the end of the first half, it was a ten point swing if Hilton picks that ball off and goes for six. It would have been a tremendous play. But these are the plays you got to make. And then late, you know, we dropped two more picks, Hubbard and Hilton, and the defense played well in the second half. Reader Hubbard played great. Like Hubbard really looks good. Dude. I like Reader a lot. You know. Those two ends played well. So the defense, man, although they missed some chances, it's not on them. What it is on is the offense, and they got to hurry up and get it together. And I'm not going to put it all on the O-line because Joe Burrow doesn't look great. Joe Burrow does not look like Joe Burrow right now, and he would tell you that. He lost so, weight. He, does, he, he literally looks smaller yeah. at the moment. Kyle, leading the witness here, but I give you four other dudes on the offensive line you've played with for five years who are B-level players. I assume you're taking that over a Pro Bowl offensive line that you've been with for two weeks. Yeah, for example, when I went to the Senior Bowl after playing at Oregon, I had played one full year with one group of guys, and then you go to the Senior Bowl, and albeit they may be all-stars in their own right in their division, when you come together, it's five guys who have never played together before. Um, How quick can it come together? It's going to take four to five weeks of, of live speed because you can't simulate game speed, right, Chris? I mean, we can practice until the, to- the cows come home, but you're never really going to pin your ears back, and I'm never going to try to finish a guy. That stuff happens in these games, especially when you're playing against superstars like Micah Parsons. But the stuff that I, the stuff I, I have issue with, it, it's not an effort thing with the Bengals. It's not a, you know, and these guys are professionals. They're going to work hard. But when I go look at the tape from week one, and I'm going to take a a deeper look at this tape from a protection standpoint, I see technical issues. Like Jonah Williams took a great set against Highsmith in week one. Great set. The one thing he didn't do is stab his left hand. I love Jonah Williams' game. I think he's a great athlete. He finishes elite rushers. That got Highsmith to chop, stack, sack. Mm -hmm. Next thing you know, it's a reoccurring theme. They try to pull the left guard to trap T.J. Watt last week. He he doesn't get there because there's trash on the deuce block. The puller never gets there. TJ, it's compounding. These are the things that you see in film, and, and the O-line coach says, guys, we're one block away. We're one guy away. We have a touchdown here if we have a half a second. That happens so much in meeting rooms. Yeah. Like, hey, guys, we just didn't take advantage of They may be day. closer than we think. I know those routes are out there. Boyd and Higgins didn't didn't get a lot of touches early. They came on late. And for one drive, Joe Burrow looked like Joe Burrow. And the reason I love Joe Burrow, there's no quarterback I'd rather have when the chips are down. And the chips are down for them because Joe Burrow has a short memory. He does not care. There was one drive in the in late in the game uh, to, when they tied it up that he looked like Joe Burrow. You know, like, it's in there, dude. It's not like one of these things where somebody lost his fastball. 
Maybe the offensive line needs to do the thing where they they gather in a room and, and say a fact about each other. Mm, yeah. You know, like mm-hmm. do that. It always works in the business world. They need to go to a panic room. <laughs> Just like do it. No, like one of those. Yeah, like the the is with Micah room. Parsons. They need to go to an escape yeah. room. They need to do like a corporate day where together you know, these corporations do all these team building exercises. Do that. Paint some pottery. Yeah, paint some fucking pottery. Um, oh, like a uh, like a wine and design. Like amazing glaze. Amazing glaze. <laughs> Is that a place? That's where we used to go to as kids. Oh, was it called Amazing Glaze? That's how we got to know each other, Chris. Really? <laughs> yeah. I saw that lady uh, recently. I was she was the you. bartender at, she the, was great. at the show, at the Green Sky show. She was like, you guys used to do pottery all the time. You guys love pot. I was like, dad used to act like he loved all our pottery. <laughs> yeah. If you're here in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, or right here in Virginia, and you haven't tried the WinBet app yet, I have great news for you. WinBet is now offering $200 in free bets for new users. That's right, $200, 200 big ones on a $50 bet. WinBet is basically giving you free money. Don't turn that down, don't pass that up. Download the WinBet app today. Terms and conditions apply, must be 21 or older and present in a state where WinBet is available. Gambling problem? In Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. In Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, and Virginia, call 1-800-GAMBLER. And in Michigan, 1-800-270-7117. Tennessee, y'all too. 1-800-889-9789. So Tampa Bay, New Orleans. Okay, I gave out New Orleans, uh, (laughs) and then Kamara was inactive, so I did not bet New Orleans, I bet the under. We were at 44. We were, we were, I took a nap during this game. I, I felt so good about it. This is just when these two teams get together, I mean, it is physical. It's a slugfest. Um, oh, yeah. You know, three Literally. picks. Literally. It's, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's awesome. They're slugs. The game was too boring to talk about. The, here's the bottom line the Bucks are going to have to win with, with run game and, and defense this year. You know, we, we talked about the thin line between being weaponless and having all these exciting new big names from 1996 on their team. You know, like, uh, it's it's already rearing its head. The f- Jameis has two broken backs. Uh, bro, that's insane that he played like that. According to Jay Glazer. Jay Glazer. But it can't get any worse. I wish Jay Glazer would have tweeted something. He doesn't shit like, have a third back. Chris Long got hit by a car this week, but he's suiting up anyways. Like Kyle just, fell out of the plane on the way to the game. Yeah. He will play. He will play. Because that's got to, once you do that, it's like a, hey, fuck it, whatever happens. Bro. I love this guy. I remember when I had a high ankle and I was shooting it up and playing through it, like couldn't walk during the week, play on Sunday. I, you know, like I didn't want people to know, but I was like, give me one of those Jay Glazer tweets, man. This just let me have a handicap placard on the field. I was like, Spags, can you put something out in the papers? Like <laughs> he's still dealing with his ankle injury because I don't look great right now. Uh, he's like, no, we don't want anybody to know. In today's game, when you're hurt, everybody knows, dude. And nobody cares. And no, nobody cares. Except for if you're going to hit Jameis Winston. Dad used to tell me, nobody in. cares. Yeah, well, Ugh. that was traumatic hearing that a lot. Um, I'm okay. I'm healthy. I'm happy. But Jameis Winston's back, you know, through three picks in the fourth, I guess. And uh, the big story is the fight and what, what the fallout from that is. I mean, if you'll remember a few years back, Mike Evans got into it with Lattimore, I think it was, and he was hit with a one-game suspension. I mean, he, he gathered his steps and just lit him up same knee same shoulder i just want to know like the bruce arians element of this you know the the marshawn latimer what did he say to to brady 
because he had to say something incredibly foul. And Brady turned. Brady yeah, I inciting. Love I love this. You know, all these people bitching about Brady didn't get this, he didn't get that. Like, okay, it's look at Mike Evans. He said, "That's Tom Brady. What the fuck am I Dude, supposed Mike to do?" Mike Evans looking like Chris Long out Let's there go. running in from the side. Look at Kyle Long. Well, coming Devo off the sideline, look at Kyle Long hitting William Hayes. I thought the announcers could have been a little bit more uh, emphatic about the call. I, I feel like if I'm doing a game, if I'm in the booth and there's a fight it's on gotta, the field, you got to be like Jim Ross, dude. The hat goes backwards, and yep. it's like, by God, here yeah. we go. Here yeah. comes my. That's Mike Evans' music. Yeah, yeah. I think I know. Oh, here comes Mike Evans. <laughs> I think I know what Lattimore says here. Are you ready? So Brady's complaining to the official. I think that's a fuck out of here. Isn't that clearly a fuck out of here? It could be, or it could be something personal about your family. You are no longer with your wife. Well, that's the type of thing I'm wondering if he said because... I think it's a fuck out of here. You think Mike Evans did all that over a fuck out of here? Yes. Well, he did. I don't think Mike Evans knows what's going on. He Mike just Evans doesn't no, care what happens. See, here's he what I want to know. Fournette I w- push. I want to know, and this is, we'll just give it right now, the, the viewing party, or the fly on the wall, I want to know what was said here. I want to know what was said from Bruce Arians. He was like, kill him. You know, like, Mike, <laughs> I want to know what, like... Uh, what, what, what Marshawn Lattimore said, and we talked about this last night on the live stream, me and Nate, like there were times in my career where I laid in bed and anticipated conflict with somebody I didn't like on the other team. And I, I made like social contracts with myself, like if he does this, you have to do this or you're a sucker. Or like you have to answer the bell, like you have to do some extra shit if he does this. So sometimes guys are laying in bed deciding that like if he does this one fucking thing, I mean it doesn't help that Lattimore had him like pretty locked up. I mean I think Homeboy only had like a couple catches for 14 yards or something uh, when he was on Lattimore. So there's a lot of frustration, there's a history, and now we'll see what the suspension says. I appreciate how much these guys truly just fucking hate each other. Is there man. anybody, you asked the question I'm like, the dude, pod. is there anybody out there that hates each other like these two jokers? And I'm sure there's guys in division that play O-line or D-line that just can't stand each other, but they don't have enough oxygen to come fucking running from 40 yards. Lattimore, Evans, every time it's pay-per-view, like, I'd rather watch this than Jake Paul fights. Well, Mike Evans just blacked out there. Like, I love that's, it. That's when you're like, I'm going to get ejected now. Does the building get any residual juice from that? Like, hey, our guy, all right, let's go. It's us against the world. Or is it like, There's fuck, no juice. Dude, Everybody tries to move on. When something like that happens in a game, it's handled in like quiet conversations and small populations of people. But then when you get back in the team setting, it's like, you know, it, what happened, happened. We, we got to keep our cool. We love seeing you guys look out for your teammates, but be smart. I also and think it speaks like, to, to how, they, how they fuck with Tom Brady. Even though he took that break even though everybody's like oh he's got wednesdays off like this whole thing like i I worried about the break from a standpoint of execution but not like his standing in the locker room like when you're the goat people want to go to bat for you i want to go to costa rica on that's tom brady what do you want me to do that's what i said when you were when you were beating up william hayes i said that's william hayes what do you want me to do yeah i ran off the sideline you know like that's your guy dude that's your guy so like uh you know, I, I, this is a good sign for Tom Brady, and not one that surprises me that guys really fuck with him hard. But it doesn't uh, it doesn't hurt that they hate each other? When fucking Tom Brady chucked that Microsoft Surface, boy, I was like, angry Tom, here Dude, he comes. Dude, the Surface, I thought, here I he thought, comes. I thought the Surface was like they, they, the Surface and the NFL were having a falling out because the Surface was is always breaking, and Microsoft doesn't want people like breaking the Surface, people frustrated with the Surface. The announcer was like, he's got that childproof thing on it and i was just like i just pictured a toddler chucking a surface it feels so satisfying when you're really mad to throw something especially an electronic like i've thrown my phone before because there's danger for much less than what tom brady threw that surface about so the best of the rest man 
Do you, do you, you want to start with the Giants? Sure. <laughs> Let me get the notes out. Giants I know I'm going out of order all. here, but the Giants, man, this, the out. buzz is going to be serious in New York right now. All right, listen up. Okay. Still no Tibbs, no Ojolari, all right? Yep, 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 yep. Um, Panthers fumble the opening kickoff. That wasn't so hot. Hey, let's just run the highlights, Cowboy. I love <laughs> no, it. This is two weeks please, ago. Please mute it and yeah. run it. I love this shit. Yeah. That's the best. Giants just get a field goal, 3 nothing. Panthers fumble again. There's a fourth and one. And Dable's going for these as if he has Josh Allen at quarterback. as Daniel Jones, and it's a little slower. It's a little more rickety, but he picks it up on a play-action rollout on fourth and one. Uh, these receivers you haven't heard of. Sills, Hudson, Richie James you might have heard of, but Richie James is basically wide receiver one out there. Can they get the ball to Tony? Uh, Yeah, Tony and Wandale coming. Just get the second half of the season. It's coming. Okay, second half group. Another field goal, 6-0. Robbie Anderson looks so much younger wearing three. I know you don't like the change to three Uh, specifically, but when he was wearing... It's a zoomer number. Yeah. Three's a good number. He looks like he's a rookie out there. Three's a good number. Three's a good number. But the Panthers' shoulder numbers are still comically small. Yeah. I mean, the smallest numbers you've ever seen in your in your entire life. So small, life. I didn't even notice them. Yeah. I didn't know there were numbers on their shoulders. Um, okay, so um, actually, here here's a nice exercise. This will be my uh, Frank Gore Award a winner because I bet neither of you guys can pronounce that last name. Jimenez. Jimenez. Wrong. Zimenez. Damn, what All a right. curveball, And this dude. guy this guy is pressuring the quarterback. It, Baker was running for his life the entire game. Dog, their, their defense statistically is better than, like, the best in the league. Like, better than the Bucks on third down. I love Leonard Williams. And they're doing it without their Ojolari and Thibodeau, whatever you believe is going to happen when they get back. You, you're not, you're not in on I'm not No, I don't think Thibodeau is going to be that good. I'm not buying Kayvon Thibodeau as performing relative to his draft position. Right. Right and away. I Ever. don't know. I don't know. There was a period there. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. But, but, you know. Well, we don't know, and I now, hope he proves me wrong. Now, get ready for him to have one sack one week, and people are going to be doing a victory lap. And that'll game. be okay. Okay. Carolina goes up 13-6, then they go up 16-13 later. Uh... Christian McCaffrey breaks off a 49-yarder. But but these Giants, uh, Kyle said it last week, with Dable being in the building, there's just a little bit of belief there. And, and they think they can win these games, and that goes a long way. Carolina goes up 13-6. Giants are resilient. Kyle said it last week. Dable in the building. You got some belief. You think you can beat teams. That's great. They end up going up 16-13 on a 56-yarder from Graham Gano with 3.34 to go, playing his old team, the Carolina Panthers. Knock, knock. Yeah? Yeah, who's there? <laughs> Gano. Gano who? Gano, those two teams that you just beat aren't that good. You know that, right? Let me think on that. <laughs> I think Tennessee's better than what they showed week they are. one. They're going to play the Bills tough. We talked about this. And I think Carolina's capable. But the one thing was Tennessee, just they were just so sloppy. You know, I Listen, I'm rooting for Daniel Jones. I'm rooting for Saquon, who didn't need to do that much yesterday to win that game. It wasn't like he had the, the day he had week one. That's nice to know about your team. On, on the third and sixth, needed to ice it it was another daniel jones play action rollout he put a wde in quicksand you don't do the, up the first you, if round you're a WDE, first down. man you just start running to the sideline yeah. yeah you just gotta go dude. take the angle but they're using his athleticism i saw they were running qb power and keeps the week dude, one and playbook has not changed since when dable had josh allen it's, okay. it's beautiful yeah. so uh you mentioned graham gano four for four 13 of the 19 points scored by the giants he is an mvp candidate this week game ball um game ball candidate 
Uh, one thing I will say about the Giants, and I'm glad you guys are talking about Dable. I'm glad you're talking about Josh Allen when you're talking about Daniel Jones and the Giants, because I want to talk about Mike Kafka, who was the quarterback's coach in Kansas City. He's now the OC yeah. for the New York Giants. Yeah. I think what you've seen the last few weeks is an incorporation of and an infusion of the Bills and the Chiefs. There's a lot of overlap there offensively with the the dynamic playmaking abilities of all three of these quarterbacks now Daniel Jones he falls in the playmaking uh, dynamic yeah. category after yesterday yeah. um, but Kafka is infusing that confidence in the same way that Dable has with the entire team Kafka Daniel Jones spending a lot of time together yeah. and I love to see this and and I haven't heard a lot of people say hey you know there's some Kansas City infusion here but yeah. we see it the shovel pass to Saquon on the two point that's Travis Kelsey in the Kansas yeah. City offense so yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing more put your guy in comfortable position offense from the Giants. We got yelled at about giving up a shovel pass to Travis Kelsey uh, in the red zone. I mean, everybody knows it's coming. It's a KC mm -hmm. staple. So, yeah, uh, I mean, good win for you guys. Thank man. you, man. Congratulations. Thank you. 2-0. Oh. Oh. You going to the playoffs? Uh, well, I mean. Hadn't gotten that far. Last <laughs> time you far. started 2-0, oh, you went to the, the playoffs. playoffs. Cooper Rush next week. Oh, that's going to be a showdown, dude. At home. Ooh, that's going to be a showdown. Cuts Clothing has perfected the art and science of men's shirts, so you can throw one on and look great without ever thinking twice about it. Plus, Cuts has all the essentials for looking sharp, like tees, hoodies, polos, and more, so you can look as sharp as your favorite athlete on game day. There are countless athletes who wear Cuts, including myself and some of my favorite fellow athletes like Rob Gronkowski, Damian Lillard, and even baseball legend Mariano Rivera. I wear my tailored shirt in particular around the office because you know it's casual, but it's also fitted. It looks good. It looks professional. I can kind of I can slide into a business meeting, but I'm also comfortable. I can do my job in comfort, but I can wheel and deal in the office when we have business folks in. Cuts has totally revolutionized the traditional outdated t-shirt category. They make it easy to mix and match styles and colors so you can find the perfect style. Long sleeve Henley, no problem. Short sleeve crew neck, they've got it. These are some of the best quality t-shirts you'll own. They're engineered to last and won't fall apart after a few washes. These aren't fast fashion shirts, these are cuts. For the next three days only, they're having their biggest sale ever. If you go to cutsclothing.com slash greenlight, you can get 25 to 50% off on the entire site. That's cutsclothing.com slash greenlight for 25 to 50% off the only shirt worth wearing. And if you're hearing this after, you can still get 15% off your first order. That's cutsclothing.com slash greenlight. Jacksonville Indy, man. Um, I just, first things first, the Colts are in trouble. I'm not saying it's over for the Colts, but these are issues that in the offseason we wondered what Chris Ballard was doing, not addressing the wide receiver position more not addressing tackle position more. You trot Matt Pryor out there. We've talked about Matt Pryor. Um, there are issues that are coming up for them. Um, and, and it's like a mental game for them playing the Jaguars, especially going down there. Um, you know, Obviously, Pittman was out. Pittman was out, which is a big deal. But you shouldn't be a receiver. Like, one receiver shouldn't mean a shutout for you. Yep. And and you know you played you got rid of Carson Wentz a lot of because of that the way the season ended in Jacksonville right and he actually outplayed Matt Ryan can we play a little game yeah respectfully yeah would you rather have a quarterback for this Colts team which appears to be quite like capable this. in yeah. a playoff team 
would you rather have Matt Ryan or Carson Wentz? Okay, we'll come back to that one. Would you rather have Davis Mills Davis or Mills. Matt Ryan? Davis Mills. Davis Mills. Okay. Davis Mills. There was one play. I mean, Matt threw a ball into traffic like the first drive, um, you know, like at the threat of pressure. I mean, um, you know, our, our young guy coming around on a loop, and, you know, he just burns the ball into, into, into traffic, so you start the game with a pick. And then, like, late in the half, you know, they're down 14 nothing. Um you know, they get a drop, they have an opportunity to get back in the game. Uh, and then the last possession, this is like where I'm like, oh, Matt probably doesn't feel great, is like they get first and 15, and they, they end up in third and long, I think it was, and Matt Ryan falls down on a sack, like like just falls onto the ground. I just don't think they're gonna be great under pressure this year. I mean, like when there's an older quarterback, we always say this, um, and he could be dealing with something acute right now coming out of camp, we don't know that. Um, but we always say we don't know where the ledge is with older quarterbacks. Like, right? That like the ledge can be really steep and you might not see it coming. So every offseason with a 30 plus year old quarterback, especially like somebody his age, it's a big question mark. Like, who are you gonna get? And um for for the Falcons, they're probably looking up there like, well, this validates us letting him walk. Um, and for the Colts, you're kind of like, damn, are we, we're three veteran quarterbacks in a row. This was like, our window. The wheel. This like, is our window. We've spun the wheel through our window. We automatically thought it was an upgrade. And, I don't know yet. Maybe it wasn't. I don't know yet. I, I automatically was guilty of thinking it was an upgrade. Trevor well, Lawrence or Matt Ryan? Trevor Lawrence. So Trevor Lawrence yesterday was really good, dude. I just want to say this. I wrote these down. It's like I love Trevor Lawrence. The first third and eight, he was on the money, and it just didn't stop. I mean, Zay Jones, you know, like fourth and three. Doug Peterson, I love Doug down there, dude. Like, this is just... Imagine coaching in Philly and then coaching in Jacksonville. Mm -hmm. Like the difference in the you know the day to day grind. Two journalists in the locker room versus thirty. Like like. just, I mean, he's he's going to be chefing it up quietly down there all year, and they look like a team. If the if this is the Colts, they can challenge for the division. Like like Trevor Lawrence, if he throws the ball the way he threw yesterday, if Christian Kirk plays the way he's played through two games, which we said like, listen, he probably overpaid for him and he fucked up the market for GMs, but this guy's been automatic and he's been, like yesterday, they got him, the first third and three, he's out of the backfield. Um, they, they run him on, a, on, on, a, on basically a reverse uh, late in the game, like they're using him in a bunch of different ways. Trevor looked really good rolling to his left, made a couple really good throws where he had to kind of pivot and, and roll to his left and flip his hips and throw the ball down the field. Um, but the, the best pass he threw all day, ironically, was to Jamal Agnew who dropped it in the end zone. I mean, beautiful touch, and my poor wife, who accidentally drafted Jamal Agnew in the first round of the fantasy <laughs> draft, I blame the uh, ESPN website, uh, missed out on some points there, but Trevor Lawrence was good yesterday. He was really good, and, and put the game away uh, late with Kirk on, a, on, on that, on that kind of end-around deal. 34-year-old Ryan Tannehill or 37-year-old Matt Ryan? Ryan Tannehill. Tannehill. So you're now saying you would take every quarterback in that division yeah. over Matt Ryan. What we're seeing right now, if this is who Matt Ryan is, if this is, and maybe it's a product of the offense. Based and, on the inability to throw the ball 10 or more yards with efficiency, I'm taking anybody else because they can run better than him. I don't want to overreact, and maybe that's what we're doing. And we'll, and we'll complete the game with Carson Wentz or Matt Ryan. I can't do it. <laughs> I can't do okay. it, dude. And, like, I, I we picked – it was kind of one of those things, man. We picked the the, the Colts. I don't know where they were on the confidence. Uh, Shout out to the uh, O-line, too, the Jags O-line. 
But it just goes to show you in a division like that, it's always fucking crazy. And with a veteran quarterback, you just never know. They have to host the Chiefs this week too. Like they're just playing good football. The first week they were dropping the football. You know, Lawrence was missing some throws, but the guys are open. They're they're blocking things up. Like they're exciting. That's There's, why they're one of America's teams. Low, so, lowest pressure percentage of Trevor Lawrence's career. If he continues to feel comfortable, he can continue to ball in obscurity. Brandon I'm, Sheriff. I'm excited. Last week we were saying he's kind of gotten a pass a little bit. Kingston asked me the question, like, does he get a pass? I'm like, well, naturally. First off, he had the fucking he had the devil incarnate as his as his coach last year. Uh, you know, like instead of like post game analysis, you're getting a, a finger. In, and seemingly handled it the right way off the field too, right? Like Trevor did. I feel like he was never in the news for the wrong stuff. He, he, no, and and he's in a small market, so yeah. he's not going to get heat. That's just yeah. the way these things go. Yeah. So, uh, Rams, Atlanta. I took the the Falcons. I felt like this was a lock. They're actually a pretty competent team offensively. They just can't seem to get the ball to Kyle Pitts. Jalen Ramsey is 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 him again. He wasn't him. Now he's Himothy again. Uh, closes the game out on a pick. He made some really good plays yesterday. Did you think it was a lock at twenty-eight to three or thirty-one to ten? No, I thought it was a lock before the game. But as you know, teams come back. We just talked about it for a while. And the Rams, uh, you know, got a punt blocked, made some mistakes, and let them back in the game. Allen Robinson, I felt so bad. He had a touchdown. And they called it back. You know, like how hard is that after last week? You're like, fuck, I made, found the end zone. Now we got to line up again. I'm glad that his button on Matt Stafford's controller to throw to Allen Robinson is not broken anymore because, I mean, the guy creates separation. He can elevate. He has great hands. He's physical in the run. He's a guy you want on the field all the time as an offense. And if they can incorporate him, it'll get Cooper even more open. Well, Cooper didn't have a catch for a little bit in that game yesterday. So, uh, you know, get Kyle Pitts the ball. He's on my fantasy team. What the Drake London's getting the ball? He looks really good. Guy's got tremendous body control. I don't want to say too much about the game, other than like oddly pleasing to the eye. Hmm. Like I don't like those uniforms, but when you put them together, they weren't bad. It looked goofy to me. Yeah. Um, and the twenty-eight to three thing. Twenty-eight to three. Ooh. Um, so there's what? There's two games we didn't hit, and they're two of the most boring games of the the the, the Sunday. Your guy, Mitchell Trubisky, I don't want to pile on, but you know, not a great game. Uh, and New England comes away with the win. Here, here's the bottom line in that game. Aguilar going up top to get that catch before the half. Uh, you know, at that point, uh, they're still in that game. That was a that was a big play to give that one up. But then late in the game, you drop a pick. The very next play, the Steelers muff a punt. So they drop a pick in, in a one score ball game, I think it was, and then the very next play they they muff a punt. And the poor uh Polish kid, Oshevsky, who was supposed to be a legend in Pittsburgh. He was supposed to be a Polish legend in Pittsburgh. And they just keep the camera on him when he's leaving the field. He's just shaking his head. Gunner? Gunner's in Pittsburgh now? Yeah, Oshevsky. He's a a gunner, but he's returning punts. That's that's counterintuitive. That's what's wrong. That's what's wrong. You need to put him at Gunner. So, I mean, we're only talking about these two teams, no disrespect, because they are Pittsburgh and New England. Well, it's very cool that these two franchises are now playing in games that we don't want to talk about. I want to talk about about Mitch for a second. Talk about Mitch. Um, Okay, that was a second. I'm happy that Mitch is starting. I'm happy that he won the competition. And now what I need to see from Mitch is the ability to be confident in himself and make the throws that he can see. If he sees a throw, make it. Picks happen, but touchdowns happen more often than not when you're confident and you're prepared, which I know he is. He works hard. He's got some protection now. That defense is awesome. I love that defense. I've been on a team with Mitch where the defense plays complimentary football. He doesn't have to be a Superman, 
But if he can threaten the edges of defenses, that'll get guys open down the field. The problem is you've got this hometown hero kid who had a really nice preseason, and if you're Mike Tomlin and the, the chance for Pickett came in the third quarter, you know we, we, we said early in the season, all Trubisky has to do is avoid the stinker games. And this game was a stinker. Yeah. And so like now you're going to have the heat on you, and it just so happens that the kid's from right down the road, and he had a really nice preseason. But if you're Mike Tomlin and you think that kid's the answer, when do you bring him in? The problem with Pickett is that in the preseason, he was also dinking and dunking short passes. Yep. Yesterday, Mitch was only throwing short. He had um, five of his 12 passes, uh, 74 yards in a pick when he was 10-plus uh, air yards downfield. He yeah. checked the ball down a lot. He went through the entirety of his progression a lot. I saw him standing tall in the pocket like he's coached to do. What I didn't see was that killer instinct from Mitch where he just fires his gun and finds guys down the field. He's got dudes to throw the ball to. I really like yeah, Deontay a lot. The, ball. the chemistry's there. He got Pickens the ball late, but it was, it was too little too late, and I yeah. feel like once he got the ball rolling and felt confident towards the end, there wasn't enough time. And Kyle, you mentioned the defense. We saw how big an impact T.J. Watt can have. Last week they had seven sacks. This week Mac Jones was only hit three times, had two pressures on 35 dropbacks. And Bill takes pride in scheming up the Steelers, dude. Like, there's if there's any team that Bill's like, these fucking guys, like, it's the Steelers. So, you know, like, that was a meaningful week for the, the Pats. And, and just, like, perfect Bill Bell. Bill Belichick was so happy driving back to his house in the Cape last night, uh, thinking about that six and a half minute drive that they didn't give the ball back on. What does he I mean, listen to on the way home? Does he listen to music? Audio books about like wars. Silence. Got it. Definitely audio Maybe books. Stephen Ambrose. Maybe Total the Meriwether Lewis biography. Yeah. So uh, I'll let you, we got the Broncos. That's the last of the slate. I mean, and then we'll Cowboy. talk about Jimmy G, but, but uh, ride, big baby. win. Let's ride and making great prediction in our 1v1 matchups. You said Brandon McManus and the uh, uprights. That was your big kicker guy. Three You're like a kicker uh, specialist. I didn't yeah, watch one you. fucking second of this game. You guys have to help me. Well, there was a point when Russell Wilson tripped late in the game. He got booed, by the way, yesterday. He, like, tripped. Yeah. Two for two and, getting booed uh, this year. <laughs> and I was like, I was thinking the the, the, the thing, it's going to be Broncos country. Let's hide if they start 0-2. Ah. I was ready to print the T-shirts, but... Uh, alas, the Broncos. You had two or three, two or three Broncos country on the on the live streams. Huh? There was you had two or three of those on Broncos the live country. Streams. Let's hide. Yep. Broncos country. Let's hide. So Russ got booed. Hackett is big struggle bus, dude. Daniel, thirteen penalties for a hundred yards. Used a timeout because the. The fucking punt return didn't have a returner. And then uh, it's like the one thing you remember. Like, what are we out here for? We're out it's here like for high fun. school football. It's not like the, yeah, it's not like a guard. Didn't Where is it. Timmy? Yeah, dude. I mean, they had to use a, they had to use a last time out on a delay a game. Like, it was just. And that wasn't the, the most egregious. What was the most Talked egregious? Talked to us about the field goal, setting up that field yeah. goal. Well, the fans, I think, were the most egregious. They had to start counting down the play clock <laughs> because we I heard kept. That like delay of game and so the fans would chant down five four three two one to make sure we wouldn't oh, you know, it's like an nba up. shock and we still screwed there. up it's super at an away game yeah it's bad dude that's my viewing party i wish i had been here with cowboy reed during the live stream to yeah. watch daniel just completely get owned by that clock um watch the live streams yeah sure Win bet, yeah, middle light, it. green light pod. Do it, do it, do it. Make, why, make was really into it. It was good, right? It was really good. Yes. 
what was, was your favorite part very entertaining probably the middle in the middle yeah yeah we were in the meat of it it was pretty good so mm-hmm. so you're also two times inside the five yard line and you got to settle for field goals so and i know we're gonna have a big shotgun at the goal line discussion you hog mollies don't it's not like a that. very big discussion is it not? Because, hold on. Because hold on a minute. Hold on. I yeah, agree. Hold, hey, hold on. Hey, hold on. Hey, hold on. Steve Palazzo from Pro Football Focus. It's they're never wrong. Uh, touchdown percentage on run plays from the one yard line since 2017. Yeah, shuffle your notes here because shotgun 63 percent, no shotgun 55 percent. From where? Where is that from? From the one yard line. From the one yard line. Yeah. Well, Touch- all right. So you people. You guys are more spread out, yeah? If you're in shotgun? Ours are not really. I not mean, necessarily? It depends on where you are on the field. Okay, how when about the one-yard When yard you're on the one or the two-yard line, you're taught to have tighter splits so nobody can shoot the gaps and you can be hip-to-hip. But if he's under center, you guys are touching each other's hips. If it's if he's under center, we're shoe-to-shoe or strike-to-stripe, as Lou Holtz likes to say. Lou Holtz would say. Now, I understand. Line up strike-to-stripe and block his ass. <laughs> Why did Lou Holtz catch a stray, like, out of the blue here? Because that's how he does it. <laughs> yeah. And for, and, and for you people, I'm now pointing yeah. at Chris, the, the defensive lineman, it's it's at the one. Would you rather see a quarterback line up under center and shotgun? I think if he's I in feel shotgun, like I'd like, rather oh, see somebody fuck. under center. You would rather, yeah, because you're just because gonna, you're running your base yes. stuff. You're just like you know the 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 things that can happen are less. And I know that like it's frustrating. And I think probably the play calls are the issue. I mean, people are running shotgun inside the five quarterback yard dive. They're you know, gi- they're giving their dual threat quarterback space. an opportunity to add an extra blocker into the play by him keeping the ball. Yeah. So that's that's their Everything's thought. It's condensed. basic math, but good football teams win and can rush the ball when the entire stadium and everybody on the defense knows that they're going to run the ball. And the best way to do that is line up under center in the dot with David Montgomery, who had like 4,000 oh. yards last night, eight yards a pop. Looks great. Give him the ball, let him will his way into the end zone, and then you're back in this great. football game. I mean, I, Packers minus 10 look great. Low, I get I get it, but I'm an O-lineman, so I don't get it. Low-key, Bears looked highly competent last night, I thought. Just telling you, man. They, they, they got after Aaron Rodgers. Um, Robert Quinn You, you see 12 it. on the ground a lot. Robert Quinn, my goodness, he's tough to block. And the motherfucker is offsides every play. <laughs> oh, you guys leave early. Robert! All the time, dude. We're not a snitching podcast. Back up. We're not like Texas A&M snitching on people. I'm not snitching. The yellow line Texas that he's A&M straddling snitching on people snitching. for smoking marijuana in the bathroom? That's Texas terrible. A&M tweeting. To, to be fair, the women's bathroom. Well, the, so what if a woman is a little stressed out? Well, what if somebody's pregnant? Well, the, we don't know that. Somebody could have been pregnant in the bathroom. Sure. Mm. Mm. That's, just, that's reckless. Hey, Elton Jenkins was back. Elton Jenkins back, right tackle yes. this week. Uh, Runyon was back after a concussion, and I really like Runyon's game a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think he did a really good job. Played his dad. That's fucking crazy. It's so funny. Hmm. Played his dad like, in the first game of my career. And I have so much CTE this. that I hear the name Runyon, and I'm like, did I play with this guy, or did my dad play with him? Or my <laughs> yeah, yeah, you it's know confusing. What I'm saying? It's yeah. confusing. It's tough. It's tough. That's the face I make. That's my CTE face. Uh, uh, yeah. Shout out Ryan Poles, Bears GM. He's he's shown on the camera in the suite, and then you see yourself on TV, and a lot of guys screw this up. I give him a, a B B plus because he saw himself and looked right down at the field, and he only had one more eye dart up to the TV to see if he was still on. 
That's one acceptable. Is, yeah, it's acceptable. It's when you're looking every two seconds, am I still on? Am I still on? And then you're somebody's tapping you on the shoulder and you're when looking you're back and TV. you're like, oh, no, yeah, I know yeah, yeah, I am. Yeah, no, I'm on TV. He, he handled it pretty well. Ryan yeah. Poles, uh, all business, by the way. I got to know him a little bit last year. It's funny that he became the GM of the Bears. I had no idea. You never know, Chris, who's on the GM track, right? Like, yeah, no. It could be Shout some, out to Ian Yates Cunningham. Yeah, uh, IYC, IYC out there, IYC out there in I Chicago. I can't wait. I'm going to so, be bothering him every five minutes. So I'm in there after I broke my leg and rehabbing every morning, and there's this giant in there, and I'm like, why the fuck doesn't he have pads? Like, he needs to play. Ryan Poles is all of 6'5", 300 pounds, and he played uh, with the Olin Krutz mm. Chicago Bears offensive line, I, mm-hmm. I believe. Check that out. Um, Looks to be the case. And he was in there every day lifting weights. You know, when the guys would go out to practice, he would just lift weights. And then one day I read Bears hire Ryan Poles of the Kansas City Scouting Organization. I I said this motherfucker was here the whole time. I just acting like you weren't going to be a GM. I t- you're going to be a GM, but I was bro, like, next year. Some guys you hear about it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. You're like, oh, I hope you stay here, man. Yeah. We're, we're lucky to have you. Yeah. He snuck up on me. I'm happy because he's an O lineman. I'm happy because I think he does have a plan to protect Justin Fields. Yeah. I'm on the fence after last night about Justin Fields. He, he's not throwing the ball. Let's not. Period. Come on. He's not throwing the ball as well as I'd like. He's not I, throwing I, it. I have a lot of I have a lot of money on Justin Fields. Theoretically speaking. Hypothetically, it's speaking. hard to get your reps um, under duress. It's like doing math problems, like as they're napalming. That you know, I couldn't like have been happier seeing him dive into the end zone to take the lead over the Packers last yeah. night. That was so awesome, and that's that might be a Bevel Con- Conway. Kick. That was beautiful. He, he, also, he didn't he didn't hit the pylon. The pylon was kicked into him, and he was and he was ripped down short of it. But he was only 7 of 11. He threw the ball 11 times in, in, a, in an entire football game. And listen, game. maybe that's protecting him right now, you know? Um, okay, well, it's year two and a top 15 pick. It's year two, he's a top 15 pick, but the, the team is objectively terrible. It's terribly set up around him. All right, okay. The defense, the defense is good Mike at multiple. Mike Martz hates Mark Justin Fields. You, could, you guys could all misquoted be, him. You guys could all be buddies. <laughs> they misquote him. I, I think Justin Fields gives you a chance to win every week. Yeah. But I think if you don't let Justin Fields do the things that are his strengths, then you won't have a chance to win with so him. So this doesn't seem to be a Justin Fields problem yet. I'm just saying. Yeah, like, I'm I not mean, I had, issue with the four, I had an issue with the fourth and goal call, too. So maybe yeah. it's a Getsy thing. Yeah. Maybe it's an Eberflus thing. I maybe they just don't want the guy to die on the field this year. Yeah. Because hey. I've seen it happen. I played with Sam Bradford, dude. Rashawn Gary, Preston Smith, Kenny Clark, awesome. I love Rashawn Gary. Rashawn I'm Gary, so, explosive. I'm, I'm, I might be more. It's also why you don't write off picks. Yep. I might be more panicky about the Packers this week than last week. Aaron Jones was spectacular, but Rodgers doesn't. Obviously, you're not going to be as comfortable without a guy like yeah. Devontae Adams there. He just, I, I don't know. Bakhtiari will change things, but Sammy Watkins, Randall Cobb, the uh, the Dobbs train wasn't yeah. really moving yet. I, Dobbs um, train's Sammy moving. Watkins had a huge play at the end of that game. Sammy Watkins, yeah, the, to, the nail to, in the coffin, really. A, a nail in the in the minus ten coffin is what that was. Okay, so Jimmy G being back, man. Trey Lance getting hurt. It's the weirdest situation because the one big question mark for the Niners this year was the quarterback, and like they're in this funky situation where the the window's wide open, but they've got a kid that they maybe thinks the guy. They burn the ships for him. Then Jimmy G, not so fast. We sign him back. People don't like the signing. Yesterday's evidence of why the signing was, you know, like great insurance. I mean, not just the fact that Trey Lance is developing and your window's open, so you're not going to have the patience you would if you're the Bears, right? Because the Bears have no other choice. 
And the Bears are like, we got to get Justin Fields up to speed. Like the Niners, their window's open. So it's good to have a guy like Jimmy G if he's struggling. Uh, Trey's out for the season. Really tough week for him. Like I felt bad for him with the, the strip club thing. Like cell, cell phone cameras, man. You know? Uh, and then on top of that, he comes out and gets hurt. And they were actually, they, they were going to cover. I mean, like from a gambler's perspective, I told you this was the gambler's special. Um, but Jimmy G comes in the game, and I can't help but, but notice walking around the sideline that I don't think anybody dislikes Trey Lance, but they knew they had it, they had they had their work cut out for him. And with Jimmy, they love they love Jimmy, Jimmy dude. He's just love like him. they just love the guy and he can run the offense. Sure he's gonna scare the shit out of you sometimes, but I feel way better about my Niners to the Super Bowl pick uh at three PM yesterday than I did at one PM. Like or seven PM or whatever it was. It was in the uh, the late slate or the early slate and, late and slate late slate collinsworth made a good point you know maybe you sign jimmy for the other team that has an injured quarterback and you and you make a deal and yep. and and get something back and it turns out to be your own team where where you need the insurance yeah man those guys rallied around him he completed a bunch of balls in a row to start eight nine um they look good. They look they look better. I'm with you. Yeah, they're 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 a good football team. Like they're a known commodity now. They went from an unknown commodity that was that's very, you know, like talented to like this is a known commodity and you guys are going to have to buckle up when you play. and and George Kittle's not even back yet. And they should be careful with him because it is a groin and groins as you saw yesterday with Humphrey or whoever, you know, whoever has a groin. Like I had a groin a lot of times in my career. Like I have the, a groin right now. You got drive two blocking, drive, bro- drive blocking in particular is tough on a groin. Everything so like George running, Kittle yeah. in line blocking, which we know he loves, which yep. they know that Shanahan loves to utilize him. Yep. In. That's gonna be tough for him to do. But this is a big, big deal. You know, like it's it sucks that Trey Lance is hurt, but this team probably feels more confident today than it did yesterday. And that's just I'm not gonna sugarcoat it. And Trey Lance. Jimmy G's been there. You know, he's torn his ACL. He's rehab. Like he's gonna be there for him. Um, so in in the long in the long term, like Jimmy G might make more money because of this. Trey Lance might have more time. Like maybe this year was gonna just be bad for him. Um, and the Niners might be better off. So funky thing, but you could definitely pick it up seeing him kind of walking around the sideline. Like I know body language on the sideline, and guys were like, It's good to have you back. Like it sucks what happened to Trey because everybody likes the kid by all accounts, but yeah. And don't over yeah, don't overlook how the locker room will receive him. Exactly. And um, you're not wrong mentioning uh, more money for Jimmy G. His uh, incentives are all probably now going to kick in because he had uh, all kind of game incentives: two hundred fifty thousand per game, where he takes twenty five percent of snaps; a hundred grand per win; five hundred grand with fifty percent snaps in a playoff game, and a couple more uh, playoff game incentives. So. So he's gonna make like four million dollars in the two fifty a game, twenty five percent of the snaps, right? Like, he's wow, gonna do look at that, Chris. Sixteen times two fifty. Four million dollars, and then add the five hundred thousand. So this four point five million dollars plus wins. I mean, he's gonna win ten, twelve games. He's gonna give two. Uh, he's gonna make to like almost five. He's gonna make six million dollars, like off off of this injury. And not to mention, he's gonna be up, right? Like he's not the quarterback of the future here, or maybe he is. But uh, but he's gonna like he wasn't gonna get a chance to showcase that he can still play off that injury. He's got a chance to do that now, and who knows who he plays for next year. Niners, but I know one this penalty. year. I know this year the Niners are gonna be a motherfucker. Yeah. So football season brings back many traditions we know and love: touchdown dances, pick sixes, strip sacks, game-winning sacks. 
tackles, hitting the quarterback, and watching it all with friends in a cooler Miller Lite. The action on the field is reliable year after year. Pair it with the most reliable light beer, Miller Lite. My perfect Miller Lite situation, there's crisp, the leaves are turning, I got a cooler full of Miller Lights. It's just warm enough to sit outside, maybe an outdoor TV, and I got about 12 to 16 of those bad boys in my cooler. <laughs> and I have three friends over because I'm drinking responsibly. Miller Lite is the perfect beer for football Sundays because of the dependable taste, your friends love it, it's got low calories and carbs, and it's just a sleek, beautiful can. Since 1975, Miller Lite has been a mainstay in the stadium, at the tailgate, and in your fridge. No matter how your team plays, Miller Lite always provides a winning experience. With only 96 calories and 3.2 carbs per 12 ounce serving, your only concern is the next third down conversion. And Miller Lite tastes like beer. Because if you're a beer lover, you don't want watered down flavor. You want the original light beer. Football season brings back the big hits, so reach for the biggest of them all, Miller Lite. You can find Miller Lite pretty much everywhere beer sold. Or go to MillerLite.com slash GreenLight for delivery options near you. It's Miller Time, official beer partner of the GreenLight Podcast. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories and 3.2 carbs per 12 ounces. Superlatives! The, the, well, nope. we used to call them superlatives, but we have upgraded. We have upgraded Miller Lite mentions. What the fuck kind of word is superlatives anyways? I've never known what you had against the word. It's a fine word, but... Um you don't like it for the segment, we won't do it for the segment. Well, it's also hard to get the alliteration that you get with Miller Lite You mentions. son of a bitch. Yeah. I was about to talk alliteration. alliteration. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Miller Lite, great taste, less filling. 96 calories. I love That's when like, you say that. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I smile, Thanks. actually, like Thanks. organically. You know the word Miller's not on that, on that can? It just says light. Yeah. It's so it's, iconic that you don't even like, need Miller on just it. Just spell the word wrong. Yeah. We it's should like be Tiger spelling, Woods doesn't need a last name. Can we spell Green, green light. light Pod? Can we spell it Green Light Pod? Miller Light, we just need a few more million dollars. We just need a dollars. couple mills, and we'll do that. But that fucks up the whole uh, SEO thing. Oh. Yeah, which yeah. I don't know what that stands for. Search Searchable. En search engine optimization. optimization. Yep. Got it. Okay. So, best plane ride. Uh, why don't y'all go first? Uh, I'll go first. The New York Football Jets. Yeah, short flight too. And they all probably got to FaceTime with Gary V once they boarded. I don't know who that is. Gary Vaynerchuk, shout out to Vayner Sports. He's gonna one day own the Jets. Biggest like real Jet fan there is. And if you follow him, he's like one of those uh, grinder, like you should be putting out content every day. Bigger you than should, the fireman? Like he's the best, he's the real deal. He, he than built the fireman? it. Not, I don't even know him. Ed, his Ed. name's Ed. His name's Ed. Don't even know him. Yeah, well, I don't know, Gary. Best v. flight, New York Jets home after a big win. Oh yeah, Robert Sala's in there. Just he's making notes. He's got a list going. Chalky, but I'll go Dolphins. Uh, they were down yeah. by a million. Yeah, uh, Tyreek's got to be a good time on that plane. He's got a little Willie Mays Hayes to him. Shoot, Mike McDaniel has a little Lou Brown to him, for that matter. Yeah, I like to be on that yeah, Lou Brown. Yeah, yeah no, I don't know. <laughs> no, I yeah. mean different vibe. Different Lou Brown. Yeah, but same, same younger Lou Brown speed. Same vibe, energy, mm, not the same vibe. Same energy, same speed, and winners. Yeah. Melvin Ingram's very cool on that plane. I bet he's cool. He's the coolest plane buddy. I bet you that's a fun That's a fun flight. I want to say that's the Cardinals because there's nothing better in pro football than relief, especially when you know the tax man's coming eventually for your team. And you're like, I don't think we got it. But like in week two. Get some wins. We get some wins. Big, uh, shout out to my man Steve Kime 
We just got a new tattoo. It's got a bunch of wolves on it. It's badass. Cool. Like, like he's one of my Kahn. favorite GMs, man. Like he Steve was all Kahn. jacked up after the game. We love Steve Kahn. The Cardinals flight is short. You're in Old Town, Scottsdale, pretty early. So that's uh that's that's a big one for me. You can make it to stake forty four. Steak forty four. Or forty eight. Check me on that. But it's but a great it's a steak steakhouse. restaurant. Yeah. The best steakhouse. Worst plane ride. Oh, worst plane ride. Bangles, man. First off, you're a bangle guy, huh? I like the bangles. I'm a bingle guy. You're oh. a bangle guy. Yeah, bangle. yeah, you're a bangle guy. You're a bangle you guy. You walk bangle. like an Egyptian. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the bangles. No, but the the bungles, man, they're the bungles. They're more from right. back in the bungles. They're also the they're also falling out of the Americas. They were in the Americas team. They're one of the best Americas teams in America, like a couple weeks ago. But now they're chopped liver and the commie cowboys, the communists, they fucking they took it to them. And now you got to leave that stadium, which takes three hours in and of itself. Like there's a huge underbelly to that stadium with the with the big. You don't see the light of day for five minutes driving your bus around in the basement of that motherfucker. It's just, and then the airport I think is kind of far. And Dallas is like, no matter where you're flying to Dallas from, it's it's further than you think. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, maybe they, they probably had a headwind. When you fly out of uh, New York, in quotation marks, is that Teterboro? Do you go to Teterboro after La- East? LaGuardia. Really? LaGuardia. Brand and you new. land, you Brand think you're landing new. in the ocean, you're like, we're gonna die. It's fabulous. It's the and same you, flight I take in Flight Simulator. So I'm like, hey, this guy knows what he's doing. Yeah. It looks pretty smooth. Yeah, it looks smooth. <laughs> nice angle of attack. Yeah. I okay. saw this in Sully. This is not you, you want to avoid the other thing. We're doing this thing. Yeah. It's good. I'll go Carolina Panthers leaving East Rutherford, the Meadowlands, MetLife Stadium. They're 0 2 after uh the Jacoby Brissett Browns and Danny Dimes. That's a bad scene. They're they have the worst Monday scaries. Monday scaries might be an award, but like mm. the Monday scaries for me, it's like it's no place higher than Carolina. Yep. Matt Rule might be dead man walking. I mean, the vibes in that building are not good. Not good. Matt Rule, alive or dead? What? He alive. Is, no, he dead. Alive. He's dead to me. He is alive. Yeah, he's actually. alive. Yep. He's alive. Dead to me. Okay. Uh, my, my worst flight will, uh, I'm going to curtail off last week's worst bus ride, which was the Bears to Lambeau Field, and they fly back after that lost Aaron Rodgers, who still has his name on the deed for the yeah. team. Yeah. That sucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were talking that shit. His name is on the deed big time. They were talking that shit. Yeah, no, I know. That's a that's a bad plane ride. I mean, uh, Bevel Conway, I mean, is can anybody beat the Chiefs and the Chargers? I feel like we're trying too hard if we... Trying too hard, but as a homer, the, the Bears-Packers rivalry. I mean, getting to come home last night. Obviously, I work pregame on Sundays, but I get to come home and make it home for the Sunday night game. I got all my popcorn ready to watch. You know, Justin Fields drives down the, the field to take the lead. That's my Bevel Conway diving. You know, they, his knee was down, but oh, diving. Yeah, only way it could have been better would be uh, if you wear those throwback Bears uniforms with yep. the Michigan Wolverine type things. Uh, in there. Delaware, break that. the tie. I'm gonna go with Kyle. Oh, really? At night under the lights. Oh, I think you guys are smoking toads. But right now, look, I got a problem. Licking them, we're licking them. Yeah, you're licking toads. I got a bit of a problem with red, just generally. Yeah. Oh, so. Um, 
Chiefs and Arrowhead is great, but it's too much ketchup and mustard. I want to give me. a shout out to Air Force in Wyoming. I sent you that oh, text. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Some two of the best helmets. I see whites for, for Air Horse, and then Wyoming always brings yeah, it. Yeah, so Wyoming always brings it. They got the W there. I got the um, Wyoming yellow on right you now. Do. You do. It's a good color. Hollow Man, I'm going uh, Hunter Renfro, man. That really sucks. But he, he almost transferred it to our guy who picked up the fumble who we mentioned earlier, and damn near Leon led it. Mm. So Hollow Man, I'm going. Uh, I'm, yeah, I'm going that. Yeah. I'll go Ron Rivera. He went for two after scoring to make it 29-21. He was trying to make it 29-23. Some, for some guys, analytics don't look good on you. I, I know Riverboat Ron is Riverboat for a reason, but kick the extra point, extend the game, yeah. because then Joey Sly Hokey misses an extra point, and the game He's is there for He's a Hokey. He mm -hmm. was a Hokey. Uh, once a Hokey, only a Hokey while you're there because you don't want to claim it afterwards. Yep. And uh, he misses that, therefore, uh, in effect, ending that fun little Lions uh, commies game. Marcus Peters is my hollow man. Yeah. You're playing against Tyreek Hill. Line up at the goal line. <laughs> right. No, or Kyle Hamilton, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Well, that, that, whole, that whole secondary could win I, hollow yeah. man. Well, unfortunately for Marcus, the angle told me to say but, Marcus. Yeah, yeah. Well, Kyle Hamilton was so far outside the <laughs> yeah. picture that people were he like, was, oh, there is no safety. He must not be safety help. I mean, it was also 77 degrees at uh, 70, 74, 70 something degrees at Lambeau. Eberflus was in a short sleeve shirt. Yeah, yeah, global warming. Yeah. That's a callback to Bevel Conway from a few moments ago. Yeah. But it did rain. It was pissing a little bit there late, which Near makes it time. even Near more time. I don't have yeah. a viewing party. My fly on the wall is Bruce Arians and Mike Evans. I want to know what the hell was said. I mean, where do we start there? You want to go fly on the wall or viewing party? Y'all got one? Viewing fly. party, I want to be with Cowboy Reed for every Thaniel Hackett game. Fly on the wall, I want to, I want to do any conversation. I want to do like control F. That's control find, yeah. I want to control F any conversation involving the word Dak in or around Arlington, Texas, among persons with a net worth over $100 million. <laughs> because that will include Jerry Jones. Is he like, uh, oh, yeah, yeah. we don't need Dak Prescott to win football games. Cooper Rush is out here. I don't know what, I don't know what Jerry's thinking right now. Is Dak, so um, Dak is, all right, you guys tell me. You're on the sideline. You don't want to get Wally pipped. Cowboys look great to start. And then is Dak low key a little fired up that they don't put up 45, that they win it, they have to win it in the end on a yeah, long field Yeah, probably. Goal? I mean, as long as you win and you don't look like like an idiot, like here's the deal. They played the Bucks last week. That's a different challenge. Um, not that Cincy is anything to sneeze at defensively, but you know, I, I think if you're Dak, you feel safe. Um, but the injuries are mounting and Jerry wants to win um, a Super Bowl while he's still around. That was macabre. I, you know, I don't want to think about Jerry alive Jones. Alive or dead, Jerry Jones. Jerry Jones is alive. Alive. Yeah. Alive. Very much alive. Alive. Okay. Maybe more alive than I have ever been. Yeah. Oh, so, God, that guy's living. L-I-V-I-N. Yeah. I got to do you a know? fly on the wall. I would love to be in the DMs of Lattimore and Mike Evans, or like maybe they're going to tweet at each other. Mm -hmm. There's going to be some shit that comes out this week. Mm -hmm. I just can't wait to see it, and I want to have front row... Uh, Mike Evans doesn't seem like a guy who handles his problems on Twitter. No, no, but when he's a couple like thousand him. miles away yeah, yeah, and he can't chuck yeah. midgets around, he can't yeah. chuck small LPs. DBs around. LPs. 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 You're going to get our sponsorships pulled. Well, we're not live. LPs drink Miller Lite.
They do. Uh, so, very responsibly. Okay. They drink very extra responsibly. <laughs> so, so uh, I'll give you another hollow man, Doc Rivers. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Say yeah. no more. Say no more. <laughs> Can you give me the content of what she was liking? Because I didn't get to, I searched. I nothing wrong with this. Say more, it sounds like. Nothing wrong with this, but he was, uh, he was on the Chicks with Dicks train. Okay. Well... Whatever like, floats your boat. Why not? Whatever floats your boat. But he L I V I N. What? He was, he hacked. was hacked, bro. If somebody was so I, maybe my fly on the wall would be more like who hacked him. Right. St. Louis Memorial Award. Can I give that out? Sure. To the entire Detroit Lions team cuz I don't like I want to give it to Jared Goff. Jared Goff, you know, since December, go look at his numbers. He's one of the best quarterbacks in the league. You know, a game like yesterday, if we're going to be making determinations on guys this early in the season, you know, he's 20 for 34, 256, four touchdowns. He looks very capable of leading this team to the playoffs. Wow. I mean, they're a good football team. They're a good football team. Like they like yesterday was was a big day for them. They beat a team they should have beat. You know, like that that's good. Like last year when they won, everybody was like, look at the Lions. They might be good in a year. In just a year, you're like, oh, the Lions might be good right now. It's so, such a perfect example of what a culture does. Well, it's culture, it's players, it's Amon Ross St. Brown, it's, you know, like well, you having... Have a sun god on your team. It's Aiden Hutchinson, I want to shout him out. He had a hat trick yesterday, which any anybody trying to win an award needs a multi, multiple sack game. And as, as Reed pointed out, the Chip other guys Banks. that have multi-sack games, your guy... Chip Banks. Chip Banks, from wherever he's from. Lawton, Oklahoma. Lawton, Oklahoma, and Julius Peppers, who clearly, Aiden Hutchinson is now going to be Julius Peppers, like... They won the rookie of the year. Here's the thing I'll say about Aiden Hutchinson. These are hustle sacks, and he's rushing inside. So, like, let's not get carried away and say he's better than the kid in Jacksonville or that he's better. Than, like, this is just a great start for him. It's a great start. You need this start. If you want to win defensive rookie of the year, I want to see him do it over and over again. Frank Gore, mine goes to O'Shane Zimenez because y'all can't say his name still and he's balling out for the 2-0 New York Giants. He's an ODU monarch, by the way. Yeah, he had to be big sad about the service dog. Mine goes out to the Jack, my, my Miller Lite St. Louis Memorial Frank Gore Award. Yeah, it's a, it's a mouthful. Uh, yeah, goes, we're going to work on it. Yeah, goes to the Jaguars front seven uh, containing Jonathan Taylor to five carries, four yards in the first half. Incredible and terrible for my fantasy team. Yeah. Like awful. But you have a Monra. Yeah, I have a Monra. Game ball, I'm giving it to Tua, man. Great day for for the Dolphins and for Tua. I mean, fuck yeah. Happy to hand this one out. I've got two game balls to give Especially out. Especially because I didn't bet the Ravens. One of them is in a loss and one of them is not in the sport of football. David Montgomery last night, 15 rushes, 122 yards, eight plus a carry, gives the Bears a chance to win. Unfortunately for him, it's not going to be in a win last night. Uh, and Max Homa, friend of the program, good buddy, PGA Tour player. He won the Fortnite championship. I know that's not how you say it. Did he really? It's the Fortnite championship. Second year, to, second year in a row that he won. So Max the Homa is uh, somebody I've played with. No, I know. Who, he's awesome. Yeah, he's, he's a good guy, right? Great he's, guy. Yep. He loves chipped to, in he on, loves to uh, Chipped in on 18, and unfortunately, Danny Willey three-putted. Three but it's not Will it? Will it? Danny Willett. I think it's Willett. Willett. Danny Willett. He's from the UK. He's from across the pond That's somewhere. Right. I think it's Danny Willett. David Wibbley. David Wibbley. All right, so we've got. I, I drank so, my no, first gonna... beer at a going okay. away party for a guy named David Wibbley from South Africa. 
South Africa. Yeah, he's a, he, he loved the Springboks. You, you, we would we would call the golfer Retief Goosen. He would say it's Retief Watson. Oh. Yeah, yeah, it was badass. I love that. So I'll see you're 15 for 122 and raise you 15 for 132. Two touchdowns. My game ball goes to Aaron Jones last night yeah. with an honorable mention to uh, Micah Parsons because when you uh, got the Cincy money line and there's only one guy you're worried about on, on that he, other side. And he wrecks the thing anyway. And he wrecked it. You're and right I just here. want to shout out myself here. Um, maybe a viewing party for the people at the win. They're probably going to be calling me with like a fraud alert or like hey, your password doesn't work anymore because yesterday, 1 p.m.'s Detroit, Detroit Pittsburgh teaser, Ravens over 23, New Orleans Tampa under, missed on Carolina, had Atlanta, had San Francisco, and then the Packers. I got to do the math here, but that looks like seven and one. Nicole Auerbach is joining us. Uh, we're going to do college football every week. Me and Macon have talked to her before. We, we love Nicole. She's great. She's awesome. She's at The Athletics. She's at Sirius, uh, what is it, Satellite Radio? Yeah, I don't, you know, I'm terrestrial. Are you? Yeah, I'm more terrestrial. I'm serious. Yeah, she's on Sirius. She's on Sirius. She's crushing it, and she knows college football. So we're going to have her every Monday to close the show to catch up on some of the big topics in college football. So this is exciting news. Uh we have Nicole Auerbach with us. Uh, she'll be with us every Monday, we hope. And uh, you can catch her at The Athletic, but also SiriusXM, ESPNU channel, Wednesday through Friday. She's busy. She knows college ball is as good as anybody. And uh, we're excited to have her on. Nicole, how are you? I am great and very excited to hang out and uh, talk college football all season with you. Yeah, it's like a blind. Like I was just saying, college football is like a little bit like of a blind spot. I have to I have to hang out with my family one day of the week during the football season, and Saturday it is. So you know, like I'm with the kids when most of these games are going on, and I have like a lot of blind spots in college football. I like getting downloaded on what the hell happened uh, as we go into the next week. So I guess my first question would be: Everybody's talking about Georgia. To me, as like a, a casual in college football, relatively speaking, I see Georgia play and I say, here we go again. It's Georgia and like everybody else. I mean, Bama looks a little bit down. Would that be accurate? And what changed for this offense? Because people are like, oh, it's just different. So tell me why it's different. Yeah, so I do think right now it's probably them and everybody else because everybody else seems flawed or we don't really know like Alabama was not the better team when they played Texas should not have won that game it took Bryce Young heroics to win it and, and Bryce Young is going to win them a lot of games so they've got some issues though they don't have that like NFL first round receiver that we're just so used to seeing and that's clearly made a huge difference it made a difference in the title game last year too um with with Georgia though I, I think they've been much more fun and aesthetically pleasing to watch. And that is a departure for their offense. I mean, when Kirby smart first got to Georgia, he was totally comfortable winning a game by just running it, running it between the tackles, like, right. and then great defense. Like he would have been fine winning those like nine, three games. Right. Right. But it has shifted Tom Todd Munkin got there in 2020. And like, you've started to see different things open up. I mean, like Georgia piled on points on teams last year, but everyone was basically saying still that like Stetson Bennett was a game manager. wasn't quite like people didn't fully buy in, but I think if you just watch how they've played the last couple of weeks, they're clearly trying to make a point that they can score basically at will. They've scored so many touchdowns when they've had these possessions. Um, and like based on now what we're seeing out of Oregon, I, I think it's only boosting how we feel about Georgia's yeah. offense because of how many 
scoring drives they had against the Ducks early. But like, I think a good example would be like Brock Bowers is a focal point. Everyone's like, oh, Georgia uses their tight ends. But like the way that they used Brock Bowers against South Carolina was really fun. They had him take an end around on a reverse yeah. and score that yeah. way. Like they're, you know, so like they're doing stuff where it's clear that like it, it's fun for the players to be part of. And there's, again, it's not all like trick plays, but it's just fun routes to run yeah. and Stetson Bennett's throwing to a bunch of different guys. It's not just one or two. It's not like they're just handing the ball off. Like they're just, it's just, it's more interesting and much more explosive than I think people give them credit for because of how they were for so long when Kirby Smart first got there and with his defensive background. Is Stetson Bennett a top three Heisman candidate or like where does he sit for you right now? Yeah, I think he's going to be. Um, we just started our straw poll over at The Athletic, and this is, is going to be the week where there's probably like 30 names because yeah. we haven't started doing it, so no one, no one's coalesced. But yeah, I mean, I, I put him in mind. I, I think absolutely his numbers are going to be there this season, and if we think that they're head and shoulders above everybody else, then he's for sure going to be in New York. Can anybody compete with this team outside of your, your usuals? Does anybody give them a matchup problem anywhere on the field that you got to be concerned about? Is there one game you circle that people aren't circling? I mean, I, I don't think so. Yeah. Um, they just totally demolished a conference opponent that yeah. went to a bowl game last week. Like I, I get that there's a huge gap with them and where South Carolina is right now, but it's hard to imagine it. And even again with Alabama, the, the version of Alabama we saw against Texas it's hard to envision, you know, them really pushing Georgia, but that's how we felt about it last year. And then they yeah. beat them in the SEC champ game. So, so I don't know. Um, it, it feels like we are poised for like, this is all you really need to know about college football so far. It feels like it is a chaos season yeah. that is upon us. Yeah. So I guess you can never say never, but it also feels like this might be the only sure team that I feel that way about for the regular season. Okay, Kentucky's on the schedule, right? I mean, like, uh, Kentucky, you had them in your top 10. I love seeing Kentucky playing well, Kentucky being relevant in uh, college football. It's just fun, you know, and I wonder if it's sustainable for them because it feels like they're in a kind of like a a tweener spot in the SEC. It doesn't feel like they're a blue blood SEC kind of team, and this is a new thing. So can they hang around here? I think so. I mean, this was their highest ranking in the preseason in a very long time, if not ever. Expectations have been really high. The way that they beat Florida, the way that they have been able to beat Florida shows that it is sustainable. I mean, like what Mark Stoops is doing, I first off don't think every coach would be able to do it, but it's something that is carrying over year in and year out. Like the defense, the physicality of the defense, um, like how annoying they are to play is is there year to year. Um, Will Levis has been great. He was the Penn state transfer. Um, you know, he's really opened up some stuff. Coffee. Yes. And he's the one who ate the banana with the peel. He's got some weird. <laughs> he's out there. These are concerns for me at the next level, but go on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I would love to, I would love to uh, hear some, when we get to like anonymous draft uh-huh. season, anonymous scout draft season, if yeah. someone takes on his, his food. Um, but yeah, like, I, I do think that this is like a lot of people like to say that Mark Stoops has the best job in college football because the expectations are low slash realistic. Yeah. 
And I think that allows you to build. It allows you to get to this point. And then it does feel like it is sustainable. I don't know what that next level would be. I mean, like Kentucky is not going to be winning the SEC. Can they contend in the East sometimes? Like that feels doable. Right. But this is the first season that we're really like seeing them facing this type of expectation. And It'll be interesting to see, like, obviously they're going to factor into how the East is won, Mm -hmm. but can they contend? I I don't know. I mean, it's just going to be interesting. Tennessee is also like kind of emerging in an interesting place with Josh Heupel. So I think we'll learn a lot about Kentucky this season and what is sustainable, but the defense, the fact that they're sending guys to the NFL, there's a lot that I think just continues to carry over in what Mark Soups is building. Yeah, uh, you mentioned Tennessee. I feel like Tennessee's close to being, you know how everybody does the are they back thing? Like Tennessee feels more back yes. than almost anybody. Like I thought Texas was back, yeah. and then like Texas didn't look as good this weekend. So uh, that's exciting. I, yeah, it's st- I've never been to Knoxville. I've never caught a game there. I really want to go see a game there this year. But Greenlight Crew, we might go to App State this weekend. Because one of our producers is a JMU guy, yes. and I really want to go to Boone. I heard you Saturday, do it. yeah, Saturday night it had to be insane. So two places on my list: Boone and Knoxville. Um, how about uh, is there a, a top ten team that's less tested than Michigan? Like they haven't played anybody, and they scored fifty plus points in all their games. Poor Hawaii had to fly all the way to Ann Arbor to get that ass kicking. Like what what's going on with Michigan, and what do we need to know about them? So absolutely correct. The non-conference has been very, very light. Um, It has been so light to the point that like, it's been hard to watch past the first quarter in some of these games because they, they've they've jumped on these teams early and they've taken care of business. And so like, again, as much as the opponent has been bad, I mean, I do think they've done exactly what you should be doing to a bad opponent. I think because the schedule was set up the way that it was, it allowed Jim Harbaugh to do what he did with the quarterback situation. And I, cause I think if you, if you play like Iowa right out of the gate and not October 1st, I, I don't think you can, I think you would just stay with Cade McNamara. Yeah. He won you all these big games last year. I, so I think that th- that's the silver lining that Michigan fans have to take in, in the schedule and also just, building confidence, all those things. But like JJ McCarthy has not really been challenged. He has been basically perfect since taking over this job. I think everyone has seen why he got the job. Like we, we watched it all play out and we saw like he was clearly better. The ceiling is higher, but, but the question is like, so they'll, they'll be going up against Maryland. And then it's, I, again, I think it's Iowa. I think that's the game that yeah. we're going to learn something about Michigan, Michigan, has been like so many other big 10 teams. It's been a house of horrors in Kinnick. Like it's a really hard place to play. I was got two phases that are really, really good. One that is not. And defense is one of them. And so like, that will be a good test. Maryland. I think this game could turn into a shootout. It'll still be more challenging than what they've been doing. But I, I think we're going to still take another two weeks until we actually learn about Michigan. But I mean, I think they're better than I thought they were going to be based on, everyone who left to go to the NFL. Yeah, you had them in, I guess, your top five. Is that is that correct? It was Michigan in, in top five? Yes, but but here's the thing, Chris. Like, you have to have rankings below one. Yeah. And it's very, very hard. It is hard, yeah. Policy. It's like, we know who's number one, but I don't know much else. And, like, especially because, you know, your schedule is just – that. this schedule is so different than some other team in the top ten. It's impossible to tell. Right. And that's why I think it's so interesting because uh, – 
because you're not going to know for a couple of weeks. And even after an Iowa game, you might say, I don't know enough. You know, we don't right. know like how bad Iowa can be. Maybe we're just scratching the surface. <laughs> Listen, so, some of us, some of us stayed up until like three in the morning or whenever that game yeah. ended on Saturday night. The yeah. idea of Iowa after dark before dawn was, was too compelling. That is a lot. That is a lot. Um, I think that actually hurt your REM sleep. I, like if you had a, an aura ring or a whoop yeah. on it, probably was like, man, you slept I do. fucked up. Did I you do. watch Iowa last night? Uh, so. I can, I have an aura ring and I can tell you it went straight into deep sleep. Oh, it did? Okay. Ended. So it actually, yes. it's like melatonin. Okay. <laughs> Just run back some Iowa tape. All right. And then lastly, I mean, with Notre Dame, is this something that you saw coming? I don't know if there was a, a game that felt, you know, other than Virginia beating ODU uh, after the game, you know, interviewing Tony Elliott, it doesn't feel like a win. Uh, you know, Marcus Freeman after that game, it's supposed to be this first win as a Notre Dame coach. It's at home, like it's momentous. And he just, it was hard to muster any enthusiasm after that Cal game. Did you see it coming? Yeah. Well, and also like the way that the Hail Mary was at the end, like it just almost didn't, it it got dicier than it really even should have, um, after all of that. But yeah, I mean, I don't think I saw this coming. I think that this was a hire that was very much lauded because of how Brian Kelly left and he was so beloved. The players obviously wanted him to get the job. Everyone who has ever worked with Mark and Marcus Freeman impressed by him. Um, but like there were some semi red flags. I mean, like I had talked to other coaches who had them on the schedule and have had looked at them entering the year and they were concerned about the offensive line. Like they were like, they have, size but can they move what are they going to look like you know a a quarterback like how what is the ceiling at that position and it Mm -hmm. turns out like it was limited even when tyler buckner was healthy like it was still that 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 ceiling and the cap on what that position was able to do um and what the offense was because when tyler buckner was healthy it was basically just him scrambling they have a great tight end they have probably maybe the best tight end in the country but like their offense of just trying to grow to your tight end is not going to win you a lot of games. So like, I think we, we knew they were young. We knew that they were going to have some issues at some spots, but I think no one would have predicted it. It start out this poorly. And I think also some of the ways that the games went where they played well in the first half and things fell apart in the bowl game, or like even against Ohio state, they had the lead at the half yeah. and just like some of the ways that the game unfolded. Like you definitely feel like this is a brand new head coach, but it's definitely been dicier than people think. I don't think there's real, like, I think everyone's still bought in. Everyone still thinks he's the right coach, but you definitely don't have whatever that honeymoon is or, you know, the slack that people right. typically give a first year head coach. You just, you, you don't have that. It's it, people are nervous and tense in that fan base. And even pointing out like what Brian Kelly's early losses, some of the ones, but it's like he inherited the, the Notre Dame program in a different place than Marcus Freeman did off a team that like almost made the playoff last year. Like this should not be happening. And so I, I just think that fan base, that play South Bend is just in a very like uncomfortable position because everyone is trying to will things to get better. And, and we'll see with Drew, Drew Pine. But I, I think again, the limiting factor being your quarterback is not a great place to be. Yep. Tough. And I got, I got a buddy on that staff, James Laronitis. I hope, I hope things turn around for them. I, everybody wants Marcus Freeman to do well is one of those hires, but uh, yeah, they, they got to they gotta prove it out. Nicole, appreciate the time. Uh, we'll catch you next week. Uh, 
and hopefully this this weekend slate will be a little bit better. I, I yeah, it was just me, but I wasn't that jazzed about it. Uh, and we got to play Syracuse <laughs> at Virginia. Are we going to beat Syracuse? Okay, Syracuse is way better. Okay, they yeah, are I way know. better this I know, year. I know. I've been winning money on them inexplicably. <laughs> I, I had the over this weekend, the 42.4th quarter. I know I'm I'm kind of scared. So, Nicole, catch you next week. Thanks so much for coming on. All right. And uh, oh, this is Red, if anyone was watching the video. Look so at Red. He is made in appearance. Look at Red. Yeah. Who's Red's favorite college he'll, football he'll, team? Uh, well, I think he's, you know, cause I went to Michigan. I think he is a Wolverine, oh, okay. but he is also, he's also named after red Auerbach. So I feel like he has to have certain allegiances in Boston and then yep. like GW, which obviously yep. doesn't have football, but he can root for them for basketball. Oh no, yeah. One of those Ivy league schools or something maybe as a side team. So <laughs> go red. Yeah. All right, Nicole. See ya. <laughs> All right. Thanks. 